0: This is Sit Friends in the Morning.
1: Friends, how many of us have them?
0: 77 WABC.
2: We begin with some breaking news right here in Washington with the House of Representatives passing a bipartisan deal to raise the debt limit. The legislation allows the U.S. government to spend more money and pay its bills. The current debt is $31.8 trillion and counting. The bill now heads to the Senate as Congress races against the clock to prevent what could be disastrous consequences for the U.S. economy. Now of some breaking news. Special Counsel Jack Smith and his team of investigators have obtained an audio tape of former President Donald Trump discussing a classified document that he held onto after leaving the White House. The item being discussed involved a potential attack. On Iran.
3: Vying for the GOP nomination continues to get more crowded. Former New Jersey Governor Chris Christie and former Vice President Mike Pence both expected to officially launch their campaigns next week.
4: Both candidates will be up against uh, the current Republican frontrunner, former President Donald Trump. Christie is expected to announce his candidacy in New Hampshire next week, and former Vice President Mike Pence expected to launch his campaign for the Republican nomination for president in Iowa next week.
3: Raising a kid in New York City certainly isn't
5: cheap.
6: In
4: fact, three of the five boroughs are the most expensive places for child care in the
7: country. Governor Hochul says she is trying to soften the financial blow for working parents. Her 2024 budget includes expanding a state tax credit to include children under the age of four. You think about the cost of childcare. It is the most expensive item on that bill, more than people's rent, more than their mortgage payment, many times. The average cost is about $15,000 a year.
5: Joshua Vaez had been on Rikers Island since early April. This week, he became the third Rikers detainee to die this year, and his cause of death is now the center of controversy.
8: We know that the Department of Correction and the Commissioner's office seem to suggest that this was some kind of cardiac issue. While at the hospital, the CT scan showed that he had suffered severe brain injury, and he was suffering from swelling of the brain.
7: His attorneys are demanding answers. I
1: am just a poor boy, though my story is seldom told. I squandered my resistance for a pocket full of mumbles. Such are promises. All lies and jest Till the man hears what he wants to hear and disregards the rest. Mm-hmm. If my home and my family I was no more than a boy In the company of strangers In the quiet of the railway station Let's get Laying low Seeking out the poor quarters Where the ragged people go Looking for the places Only they would know By the la.
9: So I get home last night from uh, Gracie Mansion and it's about I don't know eight thirty and the TV is on. I guess I left it on earlier in the day, you know. And I see Trisha Yearwood and is she married to Garth Brooks, is yes, that right? Affirmative. So I guess it was Garth. I don't recognize uh, him as Garth, but I see Trisha Yearwood and Garth Brooks singing this classic Paul Simon song, The Boxer. And I'm like, wow, this is kind of cool. They keep, the television keeps going back and forth to Paul Simon. He's sitting there in the front row, kind of fidgeting with his hands and nodding his head and singing the lyrics. And then I come to find, of course, this was a whole Grammy tribute to the great Paul Simon. Jonas Brothers sang... Stevie Wonder sang. They had some of these awful hip hop guys singing. I think Fifty Cent sang something, and it was all this <laughs> long Grammy tribute to Paul Simon, and I loved it. I loved it. You're not a big Paul Simon guy, you can tell.
10: No, t- no I like Paul Simon. I've been he's another one of those artists I've been turned off to for a little while. Now, why is that?
9: To... What happened there?
10: Well, I dealt with it at, at my previous. Oh, i s- Yeah.
9: He was... loved Paul Simon.
10: Yeah. There was some touches of it. Of
9: course. Oh, too much, yes, too, too much. much. Yeah, I
10: do like Paul Simon though. I, I, his music is great. That Graceland album is come so overrated, though. You
9: think it's are... overrated? Oh, Elton God. John. They had a oh, video message from Elton John last night, so congratulating Paul Simon. And I think Elton John said the Graceland album is one of the best ever. Oh, of course, ever.
10: everybody, everybody says that. But why do you get
9: so mad? Because it's a boring,
10: awful record. It is. Yes. It's a boring wreck, Nobody says things for what they are. That's that's But well, what's what's the big hit off that album? Uh, Diamonds on the Soles of Her Shoes, probably. Yeah, that's fine. It was just yeah. Oh, it's all this great African music that he he went over there and he and he and he, and he it took it for himself. Yeah. And he did uh, he did credit the um bands you played with. So it was cool. It was different. But it just I, I think got overplayed for me. That's Pretty much. But well, what
9: about like the albums with Bridge Over Troubled Water? I think they're great. And The Boxer? I think they're great. That's not Graceland, right? No, that's no, not no. Graceland. No,
10: Graceland has a couple of great... But I played that song "The to death, too. Graceland and... There's a good song on there, boy, The Boy in the Bubble. That's a great the song. The
9: Boy in the Bubble. I will play that. Is that from the uh, John Jabolta movie? Y-
10: yes, it no. is. John Travolta
9: plays kazoo, kazoo <laughs> yeah. on it, I think.
10: It's, plus, he's not known to be a very uh nice guy. No, he's he's a, bit, a prick. He's a Van Morrison type.
9: One of those guys. Yeah. Very
10: tough for other music, some other musicians to work. with. What it about uh, particular Art Garfunkel? Art Garfunkel's another one. He's very particular. They were yeah. uh very, but they were great. They sounded always great together. I grew up listening to them. Right, right. I mean, it was part of the seventies.
9: Yeah. Is he dead, Art Garfunkel? Uh, no. Well, how come he wasn't there last night?
10: I don't know. I don't, Why is it what, just Paul Simon? What was this thing you saw last it night? Was it was a Grammy
9: tribute to Paul Simon.
10: Okay. And, so it was current. It was something yeah. that, all right. Oh, yeah. Okay.
9: Like I said, yeah, the Jonas Brothers doing one of his songs. You Trisha Yearwood and Garth Brooks. You had all these um, other acts. But I didn't hear any mention in the hour that I watched it of Art Garfunkel. Not one. Well, they've... Gone back and forth.
10: Sometimes they're talking. Sometimes they're they're not on good terms. I swear to God, they've uh, they've had. Well, how old is he? He is born. Uh, he's eighty one. Oh, Wow, Art Garfunkel's eighty one. Eighty one.
9: How old is Paul Simon? Paul Simon. Let's check that out. Cause you don't name it. Turned eighty yesterday. Yes. That was a lot to handle. A lot. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. A lot. I think uh, Simon is also eighty. Eighty one. Eighty one. Okay. Yeah. Wow. It's crazy, but yeah.
10: they are known to have uh, had their differences, and then oh, they I know get they fought together. like cats and dogs. Yes. I know that, yeah. yeah. But when they're together, but they... did Simon
9: write all the songs? Is he, that what it is?
10: He's—I think that's another bone of contention too. But he—he he is the—he pri- uh, was primary. Uh, he's the guy songwriter, of course, right? Because right. there's nobody listening to solo Art Garfunkel records, really. That's, but and he's made quite. Quite a few, really. I, I, yeah,
9: I can't think of one song, right? But he sang solo case, that I would. Case closed. Yeah. All right. That's well, it. there you have I mean, it. So I come home and uh, I had never been to Gracie Mansion before, never. Kind of cool. So there was a celebration last night for Jewish Heritage Month. Now I'm on record telling you guys I don't like these monthly deals. For example, today is June the first. Did you know that, Lewis? Today is June the 1st. I just looked. Let's see how old everybody is. Oh, no, we did that. Sorry. <laughs> yeah.
11: It's June
10: 1st.
9: June the 1st today. So today starts like gay pride month, a full month of gay pride stuff, whole bunch of stuff, you know. So the Jewish heritage stuff lasted for a month. But yesterday being the last day of the month, they had this big to-do at Gracie Mansion. And like I said, I'd never been there before. So I find out yesterday, middle of the afternoon talking to Fabian Levy, great guy, that me and Danielle are invited. So Danielle runs out of work. I run home from the gym. We throw on decent clothes, take a nice picture outside of Gracie Mansion. You can see that this morning at Rosenberg.Sydney, at Rosenberg.Sydney. And there we are with Mayor Eric Adams, Mani Shapiro, Eleonora Strugel, uh, Suzanne Miller, You know, the girl that does the real estate podcast, you know, Jill Zarin and uh, Cindy Groves, Zeb Brenner, thousands of Jews, all Jews, me and Danielle and the mayor, Eric Adams. And I got to say, the mayor put on a really, really fiery speech, really good, condemning, of course, that animal who um, graduated from CUNY Law School a couple of weeks ago. And he talked about... How when he spoke at one of these commencements, the whole audience, the students, I should say, not the audience, the students turned their back on him because he mentioned the fact he was a cop for 22 years. And you know that Fatima Muhammad she spent a lot of that speech savaging cops, as well as the military, Jews, Israel, but cops especially. So when Mayor Eric Adams spoke at CUNY, and said I was a cop for 22 years, they turned their backs on him and boot him. How about that, Lewis? I'm stunned. I mean, come on, man. I don't care Not whether stupid. you like the mayor, hate the mayor. It doesn't matter to me. But he does deserve, I know Curtis disagrees, but he does deserve a modicum of respect. And if he's out there making a commencement speech for your dopey school, whether it's Baruch or Brooklyn College, I don't care. Show some respect. So he started off his speech last night by wailing about that, and then he talked about how the African-American people and the Jewish people, very, very similar in that they've both been persecuted for hundreds, if not thousands of years, which I think is fair. right? Well, that's it's a yes. fair statement. Yep. He's good. good point. you got to give him a chance. He did a very good job. Yeah. Very good job. But it was nice to be there, cool to see it. You know, it's a beautiful area, East 88th Street and uh, East End Avenue, beautiful part of New York City, right by the park. And it was a gorgeous night, but I didn't realize, I guess, all the foliage, maybe the flowers, I don't know. I got home, and my nose was stopped. I couldn't breathe. I couldn't talk. And then I wake up this morning and even though I felt a little better after the shower, I couldn't talk at all. So between five and six a.m. this morning, I went out of my way to talk a lot to try to regain my voice. I had coffee, I had tea, I had water, whatever I can do to get my voice back. And is it okay? Is it? No, uh, it's. Tremendous, tremendous. Yeah, yeah, yes.
10: I'm surprised you have your voice back after all of the screaming that yes. was done in 50 minutes. <laughs> yeah. Just uh, really, uh, if you weren't with Justin screaming, well, you I needed a lot of stuff. done, you know. Uh, yeah, yeah, I know. And a lot of it very pertinent and important to <laughs> yeah. the show. Hey,
9: Justin did <laughs> a Friday, great job.
12: Come on, Justin, let's go, 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 go. Yeah,
9: Justin, yeah. Was, yeah. I, was I
3: was I particularly no, God annoying for, this morning? No, God forbid I want to produce literally any content for you. Yeah, God forbid. Well, you never get the cuts I guess for anyway. Yeah, I'd You change. always say, Gnome
9: has that cut, Nome has that cut, Gnome has that cut.
3: Well, what am I going to do, extra work for myself? Gnome has it.
9: But why don't you have the same cuts that Gnome has? Because Gnome has them already. So you can't, more than one person can't have the same cut?
3: Well, what would be the point of that? No,
9: I don't exactly. know. Exactly. Well, what do you mean what would be the point? <laughs> what would be he the plays point? it at 5 o'clock, we need it at 6 o'clock. Uh, un- you, can't, you can't take the same cut?
3: I do. I take it from him, though. Why would I do more work just to get the same cut?
9: Well, isn't there a file you can take it from while he's still on the air? Why do you got to wait for him to get off at 6 o'clock?
3: Well, does it, does it matter, though? Yes. Why?
9: It annoys me. Because I say to you, can I get that cut? You're like, "No, has it.
3: Yeah. Because... Who cares what Noam has? <laughs>
9: <laughs>
10: Sorry, it's No. Like a,
3: it's like a mean? cut. I don't care. You, you care what Noam has, though, because you like it. Right. And then I take it from him.
10: I don't know. It's, it's like conversations I, when Bernard, back at the old ABC, for like, I, "I did this work. I got these cuts. Now these guys are playing my cuts." Oh, he gets and, so mad about oh, that. Got, I, remember I remember one time got...
9: I played one of Bernie's cuts. <laughs> 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 he was like, "Wait a second, that's mine."
3: Uh, yeah. Oh, he was I'm would, like Bernie.
9: Who so cares? Well, then
3: he would <laughs> blame me. Would, yeah. He would come down on me.
9: I mean, we were like doing two shows <laughs> in one. Uh-huh. And Matt Meany, he God forbid, he figured it out. He's like, "No, no, you, Bernie, you do your thing. Sid, you do your thing." Basically, we did two different shows in one day. <laughs> well, early. And if I played one of Cuts he went nuts. Early on, I
3: was li- I was literally directed to give the both of you oh, two no. separate. So cutsies. stupid. So oh, that oh, Sid wasn't right. under the impression that's that, right. that we s- had seventy five. That's cuts. right. I Jesus. would see Bernie
10: at the time. <laughs> then I would see Sid's eight cuts. Yeah, five was, cuts. Yeah, yeah.
3: <laughs> yeah. Bernie had fifty.
10: Yeah. <laughs> but during the day, after our show, he'd hear somebody playing cuts that
0: he oh, had produced,
10: and he's like, "Oh, you know, I got, I got that. And of course, yeah. it wasn't for me. That wouldn't have been on the air." But he, was, got, he got. Got
3: legitimately mad. He Got like mad. Oh, about he, that would get, he would yeah. get really, really mad. I didn't well, know what to say to him. not. Right. I don't yeah. know. It happened in the news. Uh, so those we were the gonna... only instances. Bur- uh, Bernie would ever call me after the
9: show. Right after the show. Yeah. <laughs> and <laughs> we <laughs> love Bernie. And we miss Bernie. I and mean, we'll always
3: love Bernie. Uh, Bernie is crazy, one of the yeah. finest
9: human beings I ever met. But it's no, no shock. The ratings she, have doubled. Yeah. It's no shock. Yeah. Because now we're doing I, one fluid radio show. Right. Now, they said, you sit out, eight minutes, I'll play 90 cuts.
3: <laughs> Are you serious? I used to get paranoid that Frank Morano was somehow looking over my I know. shoulder. That's
10: another thing. Psycho. He didn't a, he, make sure they're <laughs> yeah. not looking, okay? Yeah,
11: yeah, yeah. I know
3: they got somebody running around. I'm like, I don't think no. they do. Brad. Use that computer in the dark room over there. Yeah. Use that. I don't think we have that on, on the payroll. I remember one morning...
1: <laughs> yeah. over your shoulder.
9: I remember one morning, by the end... When Bernard again, God rest his soul, he was taking a lot of meds and he was uncomfortable. It was actually very, very sad, and he was starting to get a little irritable, you know. And I remember one morning about five forty-five, he went nuts on Alec about two or three cuts, and Justin, you got really furious. You didn't say anything, but it was like right by the end.
3: No, I was terrified of Bernie, so I never, I never, I never. <laughs> yeah. I, I, was, I mean, I love, I loved him to death. I right, loved, you know. right. Bernie, if you're if you're listening up there, I love you, bro. But uh, you scared but, me. But Bernie, Bernie was scary, man. Yeah, he got nuts. Yeah, Burn with was his scary.
10: face when he got mad. Yeah, and it yeah. wasn't wasn't frequent, but he he actually like okay, I, I got to get away. He's gonna do something. Oh yeah, <laughs> he, looked, he looked right. Yeah. No, I, I had to tell him. I remember I had to tell him about when Tim Russert passed, and he got mad that the day was gonna be so awful. I had to knock on his door. Yeah, and say, look, you you got to wake up because I just got this news... And he came out and he was still you know, rubbing his eyes. He had been taking a nap,
9: and I said, Tim Russ,
10: Oh no, I don't want- no, no yes, Well, go- he wasn't
9: upset that Tim Russell no, died. No, he, he was upset that the show was gonna be a uh, oh, yeah. like one
10: long memorial. Well he just thought, Oh no, oh, this no. is gonna be a Tim <laughs> yeah. is gone. Yeah, I think it was a combination of Right, this, but he right. like, just God, he would get mad at crazy <laughs> stuff. <Yeah.
9: laughs> so on the news front last night we did make history. The speaker of the house. Kevin McCarthy. You know, it's funny. We had Larry Kudlow on this show yesterday, and Larry was, like, really, really happy with this debt ceiling deal. And Larry, of course, his resume speaks for itself. Big-time radio show here, big-time TV show on Fox Business, and, of course, spent a couple of years as Donald Trump's top economic guy. So Larry Kudlow is as sharp as it gets. And he told me on this show yesterday that the McCarthy debt ceiling deal is a win for the Republicans and a great start. But then I got a call, this is unbelievable, from Nancy Mace, thanks to my friend Frank O'Hara. Thank you, Frank. Nancy Mace out of South Carolina. She'll be on the show tomorrow. She calls me yesterday afternoon to come on the show. We end up talking, and she hates it. She hates the deal. And I think the, uh, the final vote went three fourteen to 117 in favor of the bill, which did pass in the House. Now it goes to the Senate. So here was the Speaker, Kevin McCarthy, yesterday saying, this is the best day of my life. Kevin McCarthy-Lewis, cut number 15.
10: Is it everything I wanted? No. But sitting with one House, with a Democratic Senate, and a Democratic president who didn't want to meet with us, I think we did pretty dang good for
0: the American public. My, my last question, my last statement to everyone in America, I will never give up on you. It wasn't an easy fight. I had people on both sides upset. But I was focused on you. And I will stay
10: focused on you because I'm waking up tomorrow going after everything we didn't get here
9: today. So one of the Republicans that didn't like the deal happens to be the former president, Donald Trump. You remember when he was on with Caitlin Collins on CNN, that abortion, a couple of weeks ago, when he said, I would default. And, of course, we know that you really can't default because that would have crippling repercussions for this country's economy and, really, the economy around the world. You can't just default. And Trump doubled down on that again yesterday. After seeing the deal from Kevin McCarthy, here is former President Donald Trump, cut number 16, Lewis, on the debt ceiling bill.
10: I would have taken the default if you had to get it right. They got something done. Kevin worked very hard. Everybody worked very hard.
9: I mean, there's a lot of good intention. I would have taken a different stance. So there you have it. I would have defaulted. Anyway, a huge show coming up today. Thursdays are always very, very big. This one, no different. I'm going to talk to a guy named Bob Hartman coming up at 6.45. And he runs Mainstream House, which is a a really big rehab out in Riverhead, Long Island, where I'm going to speak later on tonight to a bunch of my people, recovering addicts. Bob Hartman will join me at 6.45. Coming up at 7.40 this morning for his regular Thursday visit, the judge, Andrew Napolitano, 825 will do Nuggets with Gnome. Coming up at 8.40, the ratings grab of the week. Nobody does it bigger. Bill O'Reilly. 9.05, live in studio, the always very entertaining Bo Deedle. 9.25, Angelo Vivolo. He is one of the five trustees out of 17 that condemned this speech at CUNY a couple of weeks ago. And then at 9.40, the best men's fashion designer in the world. Will always be my dear friend Joseph Aboud on what you should wear with the hot weather coming. All that and more. Big Thursday edition of your favorite talk show in New York City. That's me, Sid Rosenberg, exclusively on Talk Radio 77, WABC. <laughs>
0: Entertaining and informative. This is Sid and Friends in the Morning. 77 WABC. Right.
9: Google dials for your name, 629, and your gorgeous, sunny Thursday morning. And I've got a long day ahead of me because coming up after this show at 4 o'clock this afternoon, I am scheduled to appear with Craig Corton and Evan Roberts on WFAN, 4 to 4.30, Corton and Roberts. And then, of course, as I mentioned earlier, The speech tonight, or the, not really a speech, more of a conversation, over at Mainstream House on Long Island. So Angelo Vivolo got back to me, Justin, and he said, uh, in terms of coming on 925, he said, Thank you, Sid, I'm making a speech at Lehman College this morning at 10 a.m. Unfortunately, I'm on the procession line at that time. Sorry, and he goes on to say, it is unbelievable that this hate monger was allowed to speak at CUNY. Love you, Angelo. And that's still a big story. Again, everybody at this event, I was out last night with my beautiful wife, Daniela Gracie Manchin, talked about it. Everybody from Ari Kagan, a Republican running against Justin Brannon for city council in Brooklyn, to the other city council members, to Eric Adams, everybody brought up, everybody, this hate speech by Fatima Mohammed, if that's her name, and as it turns out, of the 17- cuny trustees only five including angelo vivolo have publicly condemned what that young animal said on stage that day i've got a buddy for a bunch of years and his name is jeff lax and he's a cuny professor at kingsborough community college i did graduate from there got my two-year associate's degree and uh, lax has actually been on with me and bernard before And he was on with Katz and Cosby yesterday, my man, John Katz Katzmatidis, and he talked about CUNY's responsibility when, in fact, this girl made that speech and they stood up and clapped. Here's CUNY professor Jeff Lacks, courtesy yesterday of Katz and Cosby. Lewis, cut number nine.
6: What really enrages me about uh, what you're asking about is, you know, listen, when I was a student, Rita and Pete, I was an idiot, okay? Students have a right to be idiots. You have a right to be stupid. You have a right to make mistakes. You should be stupid. You should be making mistakes. That's why you have faculty there. To me, who is really wholly responsible here is the administration who saw the speech that allowed it to go on. Because yes, the answer to both of your questions is absolutely yes. People knew her ideology. People knew what she was going to say when she got out there. And for the administrators, who are full complaining now that the speech was changed. Well, guess what? Go back and watch the video, and what do you see in the video? They're standing for her, clapping for her, rising for her, and applauding for her. So they heard that speech again after it was changed and loved it. It seemed even more.
9: Wow. My wife uh, said to me just now, she's right, if you are silent you are complicit. So you guys know as a taxpayer, I was really angry. I think CUNY gets about four point three billion dollars a year. Four point three billion from taxpayers like me. And I don't want to do it. I don't want to give these CUNY schools and these SUNY schools look, this is not the first story where a a student, certainly not a faculty member, tons of those have attacked Jews. Israel, it happens on these CUNY and SUNY campuses all the time, all the time. But this one got more recognition because it's on the heels of the mayor getting booed and the students turning their backs on him. But this is not a brand-new story, folks. The SUNY system, the CUNY system is a disgrace. And I graduated from Baruch, a CUNY school, walked by it yesterday yesterday, 25th and Lex, it is a disgrace. And as a taxpayer, I don't want to pay for it. I really don't. You know who agrees? The best constitutional attorney in the country. He was also on Katz and Cosby yesterday. My dear friend Alan Dershowitz,
2: he talked about taxpayer money. This,
9: Lewis is Dershowitz, cut number seven.
6: The state of New York and the city of New York has to tell City University of New York, become a private university, a private law school. We will no longer fund you.
2: We will no longer pay for this kind of bigotry. We will no longer pay for this kind of hate speech. It's the tip of the iceberg. The whole school, with a few exceptions,
6: have been corrupted.
9: He goes on to talk about how, really, what happened at that school was an embarrassment to the whole profession. Alan Dershowitz-Lewis, cut number eight
6: only the tip of the iceberg. Uh, City University of New York Law School is an embarrassment to the legal profession. Wow. An embarrassment to the city of New York. (laughs) They got to fire.
2: What's
9: the uh, other dean's name again? Suda Setty. Setty, yeah. Yeah, you got to fire her today. Come on. Come on. What are you waiting for? Suda Steady is the dean at that law school. She needs to be fired today. But they won't do it. You know why? Because they're pussies. Like you, Alec. Same thing.
3: Oh, okay. Yeah. Oh, that meant, See, I didn't understand what you were saying before. And now you do. Now I made the connection.
9: <laughs> <laughs> we got a run of really great guests about to come your way. I mean, like seven of them. Also, traffic with Joe Nolan coming up next. Right now, it's time for the 77 WABC minicast clip of the day. Everything you need to know in under 10 New York minutes. Download and subscribe wherever you get your podcasts. And get the max out of mini. Listen anytime on the 77 WABC app. Today's mini cast is from the other side of midnight. My buddy Frank Marano here, Frank talks with, you guessed it. Doctor Sky. Hey, Supernova
10: S N twenty twenty three IXF. Yeah, 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 well, yeah. what is that? And uh what <laughs> where where is that looking for us at the moment?
2: Well supernova are interesting uh in the universe. But one of these particular objects in a very distant galaxy, we call it the Messier one oh one galaxy. The Earth term for Messier. the galaxy is called a pinwheel galaxy Great. because it looks yeah. reminiscent like a pinwheel, as if you're looking straight down from ninety degrees down on this big galaxy. It's twenty one million light years away from us, Frank. And what's interesting is a supernova exploded in that particular galaxy, the <laughs> brightest. It's interesting because we study these supernova even from the great distances that they are.
0: This is Sid on Sports. Oh my Sponsored by Peerless Boilers on 77 WABC.
3: Justin Ellick here with your bottom-of-the-hour sports update. Sponsored by Pete Morgan and Peerless Boilers. Go to PeerlessBoilers.com. PavilionTankless.com to fund a deal. And near you, they're the world's best footballers. The Mets once again took care of the Phillies at home, winning the middle game of their three game set, four to one, to secure the series win over Philadelphia. Carlos Carrasco showed up in a big way with his six strong innings on the mound. They yielded only one earned run. The Mets will go for the sweep in Queens this afternoon at 1.10 p.m., tabbing Max Scherzer to go up against Phillies' Taiwan Walker. As for the Yankees, they were unable to complete a sweep of their own in Seattle, losing the finale to the Mariners by a measly score of one to nothing in 10 innings. It was Seattle's Cow rally who played the hero in the 10th with his walk-off RBI single, and the Yanks squander another very productive outing on the bump from Clark Schmidt. The young right-hander continues to try and make up for his early season struggles, making headway last night, uh, allowing just three hits through five and two-thirds innings pitched. After an off day today, the Bombers get set to spend the weekend in Los Angeles for some minor play against the Dodgers. And looking ahead to the return to the hardwood tonight with Game 1 of the NBA Finals set to get underway in Denver between the Nuggets and Miami. Who do you like in this series? Uh, you got to like the Nuggets. What are we doing here? You got to like them? You got to. What if I don't like them? You do. No. Everybody does. Everybody does. They're like eight-point favorites in game one here. Right, right. So. Well, the Heat have been underdogs
9: like every game the whole postseason. Yeah, but they keep
3: winning. I know, but they almost blew it against the Celtics, oh. and I just okay. see them falling off a little bit, Right, okay. Know, in sure. my expert opinion. Right. Yeah. What about the Butler family? Your I don't
9: expert think they opinion. like it. Yeah. yeah. I'm not sure your, your opinion is actually expert, but it's well, fine.
3: It's an opinion. You got one. And nonetheless. <laughs> yeah. I'm entitled to it. This is America. Tip off tonight, scheduled for 8:30 p.m. Eastern Time. I'm Justin Alex. Sponsored by P. Morgan and Peerless Boilers That's Sports uh, Pavilion Tankless Water Heaters, PeerlessBoilers.com find a dealer near you. They're the world's best built boilers, and that is Sports on 77 WABC.
0: Info at gabolaw.com. Gobble Law, where winning is no accident. 77 WABC. This is Sit in Friends in the Morning. No, I get by with a little help from my friends.
9: So this Republican field for president is about to get very, very crowded. We know, of course, that Donald Trump right now has a huge lead. something that's it's insurmountable, I agree. Huge lead on DeSantis, but you've got Nikki Haley, you've got Tim Scott, you've got Asa Hutchinson, you may have others, and now you've got Mike Pence, he's going out, he's running next week in Iowa, and you've got uh, Chris Christie. The former New Jersey governor, he's going to announce he's running next week from New Hampshire. Roger Stone, uh, Donald Trump's guy, on his Truth social, social media account yesterday, has a picture of Chris Christie. He's got to be 400 pounds in this picture. He's not this fat anymore. But it says, at Chris Christie, needs to run. Not for president, he just needs to run. But uh, Chris is going to announce next week, I know Anthony Scaramucci is putting all his money behind Chris Christie. Rumors are the owner of the Mets, Steve Cohen, putting his money behind Chris Christie. So we'll see. I think Christie is out there to hurt Trump. But, again, what people don't get is all Trump has to do is beat DeSantis. And in the general election, these folks don't matter. In other words, Chris Christie can't take votes from Donald Trump in the general election if he doesn't win the primary. And he's not going to do that. So the hope is he takes votes from Trump in the primary, and maybe that makes the path for DeSantis easier. I don't know. I know it doesn't look that way right now. There's still a long way to go. We start to really hype it up in August. And again, DeSantis and Trump in Iowa this week, back on Saturday, So now we're going to start to see who really is the champ and who is the chump. So yesterday, Trump, on his two social, put up this uh, montage, and it's Ron DeSantis, or as he calls him, Ron the Sanctimonious, over the years saying all these lovely things about my guy, President Donald Trump. So here it is, DeSantis, who now is going after Trump, as he should Because Trump has been bashing DeSantis for months. But Trump reminding people, hey, not that long ago, this guy idolized me. This is Donald Trump, Lewis,
4: cut number one. Donald Trump has done a better job of appointing judges, both on the Supreme Court and the courts of appeal, than any Republican president in modern times. Than any Republican president in modern times. Donald Trump wrote the art of the deal. He knows how to negotiate. He's a master negotiator. Trump instinctively is tough on China. The strong horse is who they respect. president's a strong horse. In Donald Trump's credit, nobody else was really willing to talk about that until he came on the scene. And he's leading with purpose and with conviction. And President Trump has followed through on that. Donald Trump's gotten a heck of a lot done. Donald Trump's gotten a heck of a lot done. I think President Trump kept his word. Other presidents have Mm -hmm. promised it and they reneged on their promise. He kept his promise, but he said we are going to deal with this one way or another. Just think of how big a mess this president inherited from barack obama yes north korea Iran, ISIS caliphate, China on the move, Russia on the move, Syria in disarray, he inherited all of that. We've made a remarkable turnaround and uh, I think he deserves credit. I'm not sure the Washington Post will ever give him credit. They hate Trump, they hate people associated with him and they let that show time and time again. It's really, really troubling. Now look, they're, they're not going to give him credit. This is all pre-cooked narratives. They have their anti-Trump narrative set.
9: There it is, Ron sanctimonious praising Donald Trump. You can find that on Trump's social media, Truth Social. All right, 646 on your Thursday morning. Again, a busy day for me. Four o'clock, an appearance with Corton and Roberts on WFAN. Later on tonight, this is a big one, an opportunity to speak to recovering addicts like myself at Mainstream House out on uh, Riverhead, Long Island. And the gentleman that reached out to me who listens to me every day, is a big fan, who runs that place, is a guy named Bobby Hartman. So, being I'm going to see Bobby for the first time tonight and get to know some of his clients, I thought it would be a good idea to bring Bobby on early on this Thursday morning. So with that said, Bob Hartman, good morning, pal. How are you?
13: Great morning, Sid. I'm doing great. How are you today? I'm doing well.
9: A little uh, allergy issue, little issue with the voice, nothing that will keep me from coming to your place later on tonight. So uh, start with I have this. The
2: same issue going on. Oh, you do.
9: I think everybody does. Yes, sir. How long are you uh, sober, Bob? Um, I'm in my twenty first,
13: twenty second year uh, of wow. uh, sobriety. And you and I, I believe, know a lot of the same people where we got cleaned out in Boca.
9: Oh, you went to Boca House too.
13: Well, no, I was in a place called Incentives. Oh, I know it. Sure. To rehab in. uh yep. I went to rehab at Barrowtowns Villa upstate New York, and I yep. went to Incentives.
9: Yep. Yeah. So you know Steve Menko. Oh, yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah.
13: I know Steve Manko. and Steve, uh, Steve Kennedy. I, I, I know
9: the whole crew. Yeah, yeah. Those are good people. They still are, by the way. Absolutely. So, So tell me Absolutely. about uh, Mainstream House, again, out of Long Island. You reached out to me. You said, listen, mm-hmm. Sid, I listen to you every day. You inspire people. I guess I've inspired you. I don't know. But uh, tell me about this, your place out of Long Island, uh, how many clients you've got, and how folks can reach out to you if, in fact, they're struggling this morning.
13: Well, we are a 12 step structured sober living. We're not so much a rehab, we're a sober living. And they can reach us at mainstreamhouse.org. They can fill out a questionnaire or they can find the number to call in. Um, and what we do uh, is we help people get back into the mainstream of life. You know, they learn, relearn, uh, you know, living skills and sometimes learn for the first time, especially the younger people. And you'd be surprised, it's, uh, as you know, but the audience may not know, we have a wide swath of people that are professionals or, you know, they're, they're just uh, tradespeople and um, that come in because this disease affects everybody. And I have to say that what you and Larry Kudlow did yesterday, I mean, you both wear your recovery on your sleeve, and what that does is dissipates that stigma that's out there for people like you and I. You know, we come out of the shadows. And it's no longer family's dirty secret. Now it's easier for people to seek help. And you know, you have you and Larry have both great bully pulpits to uh, to uh, tell people about that.
9: You no, know, I still meet my fair share of people, though, that go, "Sid, I love you." But the truth is, when you were going through whatever it was, it was just weakness. I had a friend of mine—I'll keep his name out of the conversation. He said, "You have the nerve to call what you've got a disease." He goes, let me tell you something. My mother was a strong, healthy woman, and one day we found out she got cancer. And in less than six months, she lost 90 pounds and literally withered away and died right in front of me. You don't have a disease. You're weak. Get your crap together. Stop doing it and become a man. And I've heard that a lot over the years, and I hate arguing with these people.
6: Well, there's
13: a old saying you know if if uh, willpower could get you clean, I tell people it says next time you have diarrhea, try willpower or nuts. that works <laughs> <laughs> you know and 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 while we're arguing you know america we're, we're distracted by TikTok or being distracted by seemingly fabricated racial tensions we We are distracted by the erosion of civility, we lose sight. When mostly our young people are dying from the scourge, 110,000 people died last year from opiates, heroin, fentanyl, and fentanyl in other drugs. A good friend of mine, Declan Brophy, came over from Ireland, became a teamster, retired, came to my house, was sober. Then he made a bad decision, went into the city, and bought what he thought was heroin to snort and had fentanyl it, and he died. Boom, first day. And so we have 110,000 people dying every year. Now, some of these major cities, they have some crazy policies. You know, they're allowing addicts to live on the street. They're giving them shooting up uh, uh, spots. They're they're giving them free crack pipes. You know, they're making it easier. I don't know about you, Sid, but, you know, if people made it easier for me, I would keep using. Yeah. Okay? Yeah. We we need to make it harder for them to use, and hopefully that will push them to that crossroads where – they hear Sid on the radio, or they run into a Bobby Hartman, or they hear uh, Larry Kudlow on radio or TV, and they say, wow, recovery is possible. We give them hope. You're going to give people hope tonight when you come out here to speak to our clients. 110 clients we have, men and women, Wow! and I've seen people change their lives here. Now, in, in this field that I work in, I do see tragedies, but our job is to get down in the trenches and give them hope. And and it's between them and God, you know, no one can make you stop, Sid, no one can make me stop. It's an inside job. We have to have enough pain to say, okay, I, I see Bobby clean, I see Sid clean, maybe it can work for me, and then I'll flip my own switch. That's when a miracle happens. I'm sure it happened with you, it certainly
9: happened with me. No, it did. And, and, look, I went to uh, two rehabs. 1995, I went to Chit Chat Farms in Warnersville, just outside of Reading, Pennsylvania. 2005, I went to Sunrise House in Lafayette, New Jersey. But I, over the years, I, you know, I struggled for the better part of 30 years. AA meetings, GA meetings, NA meetings, all of it. Larry, in fact, still goes to AA meetings, still very active with his sponsor and all that stuff. But I do remember uh, when I was in my first rehab, and my daughter was only about 18 months old, and my wife had no choice but to bring her. And I remember thinking to myself, man, I can't believe this. I was a pre-med student raised in a really, really nice middle-class Jewish family, had everything I needed, and I'm 30-something years old, and my baby girl is 18 months, and she's visiting her father in a rehab with a bunch of other kids who, by the way, were like 18, 19 years old. I was so humiliated, and yet... I still didn't stop. That's right. That's right. Despite despite
13: everybody we heard around us was so self-centered, it's about me, and you don't understand, or I'm a victim of circumstances. No, I'm a victim of my own decisions. And once I make the decision to take the first one, <laughs> I'm relegated to take the second one and the thousandth and a hundreds one after that. So, um, it, you know, again, it comes back to that inside job. You know, and we need to be exposed that recovery can happen. We need to bring hope, and and our families do need to come out of the shadow. I can't tell you how many people I've talked to that the families wish they did something. Well, I'm here to tell them: pick the phone up, ask for help, get a hold of an interventionist, seek some counseling of your own, go to go to uh, um, Al Anon meetings, find some help, but don't abandon your loved one. You know, it, it, my parents didn't abandon me. I lost a sister 29 years ago to an overdose. I'm sorry. And for the next seven years, I cried uh, because I couldn't uh, help it. Well, I couldn't stay clean myself. I was yeah. going to meetings and then getting high afterwards.
9: Yeah. No, and I know. Finally
13: someone told me, how, how dare you, Bobby? How yeah. dare you think that you're a God? No one can get you clean. What do you, you think? You're that powerful to get her clean? And the only thing that you and I can give away, uh, said, is hope. That's you true. can't give anybody, you know, that, the, the
9: willingness, only hope. No, that is true. Danielle reminds me, Ava was only eight months old, and it was the second we have in New Jersey, not Boca, where she came to visit me. So uh, on the way out again, about 110 clients I'll be speaking to later on tonight, my brothers and sisters in this all-out war, which it is, and uh, this uh-huh. is a mainstream house on Riverhead, Long Island. And, uh, Bobby, on the way out, where exactly once again... Can people find out more about your sober living program and start their lives over in the right direction today?
13: They can go to MainstreamHouse.org, and everything's right there. The telephone number to contact us, or if they just want to fill out a, um, a form online, they can do that. And, Sid, I look forward to seeing you tonight. All the best health to you and your family, and especially
9: a speedy recovery to your daughter. Thank you very much. I appreciate that. You've been great. I've enjoyed our conversations. I'm very much looking forward to finally meeting you tonight as well. And uh, we'll do it later on tonight on Long Island. Bobby Hartman, thank you so much. Thank you, brother. My man, Bobby Hartman, Mainstream House. And I'll be there later on tonight. Always good to give back. That 12-step in the 12-step program. And if, in fact, things are going well for you, you can inspire somebody else who believes, at least at this point, that all is lost. And it is not. Uh, Justin, I'm I'm looking at you. I just, I feel like you need some, um, you need some intervention. No, I'm fine. You're good? Yeah, I'm good. What were you scratching just now? My head. Why?
3: Cause I had an itch. You have the intro? No, I need, uh, I, I, uh. <laughs> <You're such> a... <laughs> I What's the matter with it? I haven't got my fix today yet. That's what look like. I need the intervention for. Yeah, like right? Audie Lang or yeah. something. Yeah, he, he, I,
10: he doesn't need it now. He will
3: need <laughs> it <He> will need <laughs> right. in yeah. the future. I, I haven't got my I H fix yet today. I gotta, it's, right. it's happening. It's uh, I gotta hit uh, the block. The number is always
9: 1-800-848-WABC. 1-800-848-9222. Terrific hour number one. We've got a great hour number two about to come your way, which includes Curtis Sliwa, he's on fire. Curtis Sliwa, Bill O'Reilly's morning message, and the judge, Andrew Napolitano, our number two sitting friends in the morning about to come your way.
1: The way we look to a song The way we look to a distant constellation That's dying in a corner of the sky These are the days of miracle wonder wonder. Don't cry, baby, don't cry, don't cry.
0: This is Sid and Friends in the morning. What you say? He's just a friend. Ooh, you're my best friend. 77 WABC. Boy, boy. Boy.
9: So usually songs like this, Disco Inferno by the Tramps, we play on a Friday morning. Because as you know, Tony Manero went to 2001 Space Odyssey on Friday nights. So today is Thursday. And you also know that 7.05 every weekday morning, I've decided to add Curtis Sleewa to the show. Because he's great. He's just great. He uncovers information. He's smart. He's entertaining. He's an icon. He's a legend. He protects New Yorkers like cops do and more than politicians do. So he picks his own music, and he picked Disco Inferno on a Thursday morning and not on a Disco Friday. And why would that be the
12: case, Curtis? Because I was eating old-school Italian in Bay Ridge last night at Brooklyn Roots. And up the block, Where is that? where's Brooklyn Roots? Right near 88th and Third. It can't but, be good. Now with a name like Brooklyn Roots, it's well, got to be Arios I was or, telling you, or Or originally they were 46th and Fourth for years. Great food, but anyway, yeah. You know, up the block, 88th and Third, the original Pastels that you used to be at, I used to be at.
9: Well, one of my best friends at Poly Prep, along with Joe Tacapina and Audio Idala, was a kid named Gary Hanna, who's also, ironically, an attorney today, and his father. Al Hanna owned Pastels.
12: And 64th and 8th, which you refer to, 2001 Odyssey, now a big Chinese buffet restaurant. <laughs> and I was sitting with Ralphie D. Ralphie D'Agostino went to Grady High School, lives in the same house that he grew up in. And he was the DJ at 2001 Odyssey. He's traveled the world. No kidding. I'm sitting with him and Vito Bruno from Bay Ridge, one of the greatest club promoters of all time. at the Palladium, Roxy, the Tarno. You name it. And we were going back. It was a disco blast. Oh, my God. So you must have been, like, in heaven.
9: Oh, You love that. Seventh heaven. So you're telling me you would much rather have done that than joined me and my beautiful wife, Danielle... At Gracie Mags, like we
12: did last night, hanging out with your friend, the mayor, Eric Adams. Look, I did think, uh, uh, something much better. But before we get to that, yeah. <laughs> we discussed who the owners and operators of 2001 Odyssey were. You know, they were squareheads, Norwegians. Is that right? Norwegians. Norwegians? Oh, the biggest disco club in the world. Now, before Saturday Night Fever, right, obviously they were one of many clubs. And the moment that movie hit, in fact, Ralphie D., Ralphie D'Agostino said, I'm spinning, you know, and I'm up there. And all of a sudden, there are thousands of people queued up outside because in Davenport, Iowa, right? In El Paso, Texas, what did they want to be? They wanted to be Tony Manero, of course, right? You know, doing, yep. doing, and visiting Bay Ridge and say, did Tony buy the pizza here? Lenny and Johns? Yes, yes, oh, which my, went out of business a couple of months yeah, ago. Uh, you know, I was there, right? Yes, to, yes. To get fair, you were the great William DeMeo from yeah. Graveshead. Oh, uh, we don't get along. Come on, don't. Bring Is the that pizza. Right? Hey, You know that. Come on. I didn't know that. All right, why don't you ask <laughs> William? <laughs> huh? Well, listen, no matter what you want to ruin
9: his day, I, why don't you say Curtis Lea? I was out last night at this event, and if I had a dollar for every person, including Manesh Shapiro, who I love dearly, who was the deputy chief of Stamper Adams, if I had a dollar for every person that said, man, when
12: Curtis Siva talks, I want to kill him. I
9: have Mike Francesa
12: money. Yeah, let me tell you something. You want to kill me, Corona, kill me? Come and too. get me, because all you Yentas, you were there, right? Oh, anti-Semitism, City University of New York. Where was Curtis Lea? He was with the City Councilwoman who's actually doing something about it. Ina Vernikoff, who who is under threat in a Republican primary because the Democrats want her out, and back in September. September 2022, she was blowing the whistle about what was going on at CCNY, all the anti-Semitism. She was saying, Eric Adams, we need to have a meeting. Never got a meeting. She got wolf tickets. And then all of a sudden, because Eric Adams got booed recently at CCNY, no, that's right. Israel, long Israel. We will stop anti-Semitism. You're the mayor. What the hell are you doing about it? Nothing. And then what? Dershowitz? Oh, it should be a private law school. He knows that will never happen. So you could be with the hen cluckers, the roosters, all the antics. Was Rabbi Joe Potashnik there? Yes, he was. Because. Yes, he was. This is miserable. We're going to be in the support <laughs> to Israel Day parade on Sunday. Yes. We're going to fight anti-Semitism at City University of New York. And you know what they're going to get? That's Bumpkins, cause they're not gonna do anything. They got no coolions. They got no Weavers. Let me take it back. Dr. Leonard Jeffries. That's right, Hakim Jeffries. Possibly the speaker of the House of Representatives in the future. You know all about Piggy Smalls. You get up into the well. You quote his lines. But Dr. Leonard Jeffries was your uncle. And when you were asked about that after I sort of re-nourished everyone's memory, oh, well, uh, I didn't really know him that well. You know, he was my uncle. You traveled to Egypt with him (laughs) on on a number of occasions. You believed in the melanin theory is that blacks are superior to whites. Who came up with ice people and and son, people. Well, I don't know. It wasn't Reverend Ryan out there with Barack no. Obama and Michelle Obama going, Hallelujah, hallelujah. We couldn't <laughs> yeah. hear what he was saying. It was Dr. Leonard Jeffries who was head of black studies. And you know who got rid of him? It was Rudy Giuliani 1992 who began to bore down on him. Then the courts well, forced I mean, him back. You know, you're like sit-
9: one of those guys, I swear to God, who talks about the godfather, the movie, every day. It was like 100 years ago. Like, move on already. I know Rudy was the best mayor ever. I love Rudy. Rudy's here every day at 3 o'clock. But does every conversation about every modern-day politician have to go back to Rudy Giuliani? It's about I mean, my people, God.
12: people that do something and people that oh, don't. But it was 40 so years what ago. Is, what's Eric it was 40 asked. years okay. ago is, already. Stop. 40 years you ago. you about a Mickey Mantle at bat against, oh, against the Red that's Sox. that's right. Excuse me. Derek Jeter played Cincinnati. Your friend Eric Adams was kissing oh, the ass of Louis Farrakhan, Scooby-Louis Farrakhan at the time. And Dr. Leonard Jeffries, why didn't you ask him that question? Why the sudden turnabout? And now that he's the mayor and he has control, what is he going to do about it other than to give a speech? Did he say, I'm taking action? I'm removing yes. the dean? He, did. he, he did. did? No, he didn't say he's removing the dean. Whoa, whoa, he didn't wait, say wait, that wait, wait, yet, wait. But, oh, well, He should sir. do
9: that. I agree with you. He oh, should do that. That would be a good story. What is he doing then? Well, he's, uh, he's putting the people together. Yeah. Like, for example, You're I'm going to have, have a blue ribbon committee yes. to investigate I this. met one of your favorite people. For the first time last night, talking about Ina Vernikov and these great city council races, you know who I met last night?
12: Ari Kagan. And who told you he was the best? He could barely speak English. Excuse me. In uh, Brighton Beach, you don't have to speak English. <laughs> <laughs> no, I liked him. He was very, very sweet last night. He's from night. Belarus. Is that where he's from? I supported him when he first ran as a Democrat. I was at his house, and this coming week, I am endorsing Ari Kagan against what? your friend, Justin Brennan. He was my friend 23 years ago. You had now, him on the I air did. and yes, he I lied. Did.
9: He did lie. He well, lied
12: I'm, and lied and lied.
9: Well, I promised Ari Kagan last night when I walked over, he said, Oh my God, you're Sid Rosenberg. Everybody talks about you. He's right about that. And I said, I'm going to endorse you too. So just so you know, I'm going to, so, well, can we
12: do a co-endorsement?
9: Yes. I no, mean, I know, he, but, but in he, a, in a vernacle. Yes.
12: She's endorsing that lady, Anne.
9: She's going to be mad Doesn't matter. Yeah. Doesn't matter. Yeah, we got to
12: support the individuals who are undefined. Ina Vernikoff has been there. Where are all these other fair-weather shoes? Like, oh, right? what are they doing? <laughs> see, you, you, we spend billions. Yeah, and what are you going to do about it other than to show up at Gracie Mansion, right? And you have, what, what, what did they have? Uh Let me see. Falafel? Oh, uh, falafel. No. Yeah, we had that. Hold on. We had pizza? Wait, wait. Kosher ha- pizza? You didn't have, wait a second. Yeah. You didn't have this staple of every. Jew, they went fishing in Jamaica Bay for white fish because yeah. what did they want? The k- filter fish. There was no appetizer. Oh, there excuse me. Yeah, none of that. No. And did Eric Adams put we out vegan food? Yes. He, oh, yes. so you couldn't have regular Jewish food. What a shanda. And you'll go in there and say, oh, Eric, what a jacket you have on here. Who did Frank Caron <laughs> pay for that? Oh, what did that cost? $5,000? Oh. Where, where did you get that shmata from, right? You have a Jewish tailor? Come on. Come on. <laughs> what are they doing? What is Rabbi Joe Potashnik doing? Nothing. What is Dershowitz doing? Nothing. What is Eric Adams doing? Nothing. All If you were talk,
9: sitting with all three of those fine gentlemen, great men, all of them—Adams, Potashnik, who's the third one? Oh, um, I forget. But if you were sitting with them, yes, what would you recommend they do? What is
12: Curtis Lee recommendation to at least fight you, the anti-Semitism? You said. You said yeah. you would deg- devote the whole week to getting rid of Suda sex. Yes. All of a sudden you forgot her name. No, I said this morning at 6.30, fire her. She, fire her. Right. She is the dean of the law school. She's got to go. We pay her salary. No, Students, no good. we don't pay their salary. No, she got to go. So... Did anybody say she had to go yet last no, night? nobody said this. Of course this. Yeah. No, 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 not. No. It was a lot, a lot of time. A lot of Sid, people spoke come last on. Night. Let me tell you. Like nine speakers. I've been at these it's... gatherings with Jews. They love to talk. Oh, we're going to do this. We're going to do this. The angle to the tangle. They're going to be at the Support the Israel parade right on Sunday. Yeah. Hey, long yeah. live Israel. Meantime, <clears throat> Suda Seti is the dean of the law school. She needs to go. What's Dershowitz going to do? What's Rabbi Joe Potash going to do? And what's your very dear friend who? You used to kiss the ass of screwy Louis Farrakhan and Dr. Leonard Jeffries over and over again. Eric Adams going to do other than style and profile with a new schmock that he has on. He looked very good last night. Uh, but and no. that was a very good speech. Oh, you would have been sure. very, very proud. Oh, I'm sure. No, no, very meantime, very good, yeah. what is he doing? He's not doing stuff. Yeah, he? yeah. we spend billions. Oh, well, yesterday, I had to play pickleball. You oh, see that? Oh, Jay. What? Well, that was great. Yeah, with the illegal aliens, right? <laughs> oh, no, he can play oh, no. pickleball. Hey, this will keep you entertained. <laughs> as more are coming in. 2,000 more this week alone. Let me ask you, is he like Moses? Is he going to lead them to the promised land? Yes. Is yes, he going to all of a sudden yes. get Jamaica Bay to part hey, so look, he can come out to the Irish Riviera, the Rockaways? I will say this. Bill
9: de Blasio for eight years couldn't give a rat's ass about the Jews. He took their money, as you know. He took their money, but he never said a word about the tax on Jews. At least this mayor is out there yelling Excuse, excuse me. Uh Oh,
12: I, I want I, you to yeah. have Ina uh, Vernikoff on you, in in September I, 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 of 2022. She was begging, beseeching the mayor to meet with uh, her. Was this, she uh, has been the warrior in yeah. the city council chambers right. fighting against the anti-Semitism at the City University of New York. Nobody else has led this. Read the article. He wouldn't meet with her. She tried for weeks, months. Only when the students turned their back on him and didn't pay tribute to oh eric adams oh you are our leader you are our hero we I, love the way you dress oh, this is just, can we play pickleball with you the mayor has a catastrophe here in the city of new york and he's playing freaking pickleball the old out caca they got their coleslaw their pickle right there their sandwich their tongue sandwich and say we should cut this man's tongue out what the, look at what's happening to our city. By the way,
9: he's a very, very good pickleball player. Oh, wow. And I, th-
12: I think it's important for the mayor to be good at pickleball. I'll tell you what, how no. about retiring him to Boca Raton since <laughs> you Jewish no. people love no. him so much and he can play shuffleball against the. <laughs> Uh, against I, the Canadians I, down there with the Maple Leaf flag, you God. gotta be joking. Well, I feel like you're just jealous because you weren't invited last night. No, 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 no. no I don't Where was way. Curtis? Curtis was in Brighton Beach. <laughs> Curtis was with Ina Vernikov, who's battling anti-Semitism in the City University of New York. What are you doing, Rabbi Joe Potashnik? Oh, Alan Dershowitz, we'll turn it into a private law school. Alan, you know that ain't ever going to happen. Eric Adams, you have all the power, right? Oh. I love the Jews. Oh, but in the 90s, I hated you. I loved screwy Louis Farrakhan. I was tongue-kissing with Dr. Leonard Jeffries, whose cousin now, Hakeem Jeffries, can't even remember. Oh, he was my uncle. Yeah, but wait a second, Hakeem Jeffries, you wrote an editorial at SUNY and Bigington. You were praising your uncle, Dr. Leonard Jeffries, you said he was right. You said Farrakhan was right. You gave a speech about that. Oh, then he had his Joe Biden moment. Did I? Oh, I can't remember. But I can remember Biggie Smalls. I can quote it from the well of the house. Once again, black technology said, and you choose. Oh, but black people love us. Black people is giving speeches. They're opposed to anti-Semitism. So wake up, Jews! know who your friends are i was there with Ida vernikoff in the belly of the beast where anti semitism lived brooklyn where were you they didn't even serve you could filter fish at red sea mansion sellouts all of you sellouts where were you in crown heights 30 days of rioting i and the guardian angels were there where were you Jews? Oh, we don't like the Hasinim. We don't like the Orthodox. Oh, the Lubavitch. Why did they make so much trouble? I was there where were you turning your Jewish card? The Gentile here, the righteous one, Sewa, is on the offensive against the anti-Semites.
1: I heard
0: somebody say, It's going fine. It's
1: It's a death
9: row, pardon. Two minutes too late. And isn't it ironic? Don't you think? It's like Ray. more Morris set kicking some ass. Today is Olanis's birthday. Isn't it ironic? How old is Olanis today, Lewis? You can't guess. I'm going to go with uh, 40. High, higher. Higher. 45? Higher. No way. Really? Oh my God. I'm, I am i got to be close to 49. death. 49. Alanis <laughs> Morissette's going to be 50 next year? <laughs> Isn't she a kid? I'm close to death. Oh my God. I'm close to death. Oh God, close to death. Yeah. yeah. I got to be. I was. Wait a second. I'm only seven years older than Alanis Morissette. Right. Yeah. She was I like a bratty so. kid yelling and screaming. But oh, now, my well, God.
0: <laughs> it's over.
9: So you remember a couple of weeks ago, we were doing the um, Sports Illustrated story. Noam did it. And we were talking about all the beautiful women and young ladies on the cover. And the story that gained the most traction is Martha Stewart. I believe Martha Stewart is 82 years old. And she is one of the four covers of the Sports Illustrated Swimsuit Edition. Isn't that right, Noam? 82 years old, is that right?
8: I think that's right, yeah.
9: She's definitely 80. Right. So, long story short, I get a call from my mother, like Juan Epstein, from my mother yesterday, the great Naomi Rosenberg. You all love her, you know. And she says to me, she goes, Sydney Ferris, I got a call from somebody at Sports Illustrated that loves your show. Loves you, listens every day, and they were like, wait a second, you're Naomi, you've got a huge following, you keep yourself in great shape, older, um, by the way, than, um, than Martha Stewart. Okay, hold on, what? Oh, yeah. Okay. Do you have any bikinis? Are you nearby a pool, nearby a park? Long story short, will you pose for Sports Illustrated like... Martha Stewart did. My mother.
10: Okay. What? Uh, okay. Oh yeah. Uh, oh.
9: Okay. Oh yeah. So we've actually got the phone call.
10: Well, your reaction is what I want to know. <laughs> well, the real. Well, enough, you, know, what love. you immediately thought. What came into your head first when you heard?
9: I was proud of her. She's eighty-eight years old. That was the
10: first. Immediate yes,
9: call. the oh, fact okay. that right. somebody wants to see my mother <clears throat> at eighty-eight in a bikini. Oh, right. I said, "Way to go, yeah. Naomi." Way to go.
10: That's it. That's what went through your head. Way to go, Naomi. (laughs) Well, what's going through your head? No, I just. What what is
9: going through your head right now?
10: uh, Okay. For me, if I heard that my mother got a phone call, hey, have you got uh, swimsuits around? Have you got a pool? Have you. I would um first of all I'd have to get myself back up off the floor <laughs> which I'd be on the floor. Oh you'd be
9: worried it was some type of prank some some pervert.
10: Well that's pervert A, that's yeah that's right. part of my first impression. Sure. Yes sure, sure. and yeah. What and I would still be in quite a bit of shock yes
9: well i was shocked too yeah Okay. but when you hear the phone call it's nice you're gonna hear that she was shocked too <laughs> oh, God, and then of no. course oh, no. you're gonna want to hear whether or not she said yes or not right I mean, <laughs> okay. because you know my mother initially she's you know very tepid and takes it slow and then she's like well if i can get more money i'll do it naked <laughs> I didn't say that. Yeah. She almost said that. <laughs> almost said that, yeah. She really did almost say that. Oh, so, well, you, you, I, you, you cannot miss this. I'm yeah. going to play it at 8.05. You have to hear this phone call, Sports Illustrated and my mother. Two calls.
8: Oh, oh my. No, what do you want to say there, Bob? I was just going to say... It's an unbelievable story. <laughs> I mean, it really is. It I'm you kidding. couldn't hype it enough, it's that good. Looking, it's so yeah. good. I'm looking
10: at Gnome's face, and he doesn't get shocked by much. He's she, shocked. Yeah. yeah. He's just his yeah. eyes drawing. Yeah. So like, I, <laughs> I don't know.
9: Sidney Ferris, who is this guy he loves you? Bob Rose, Sports <laughs> Illustrated. I go, I don't know who this guy is. A lot of people, <laughs> millions of people love me. I don't know. But oh, he wants man. me to put on a bathing suit. Oh man. Yeah. So we'll we'll find that out coming up at 805. It's going to be great. I do want to play this Ron DeSantis stuff quickly. He was in Iowa yesterday, and everybody keeps asking DeSantis the same thing. Donald Trump has been attacking Ron DeSantis for months, and in a big way. I mean, he beats the living daylights out of DeSantis. And everybody says the same thing. When is Ron DeSantis going to fight back? We cannot take Ron DeSantis... Seriously, even though his policies are great, he's a great governor in Florida, blah, blah, blah. He's down by 30 points. And we cannot take Ron DeSantis seriously until he fights back. So yesterday in Iowa, DeSantis actually addressed that. Lewis, Ron DeSantis, cut number two.
5: So you talked about uh, changing your tone a little bit with former President Trump. I don't believe you mentioned him here by name tonight, but does this mean you're going to be a bit more aggressive with campaigning against him? So look, I'm going
4: to respond to uh, attacks. I mean, if if you say Cuomo did a better job with COVID than Florida did, first of all, that's not what he used to say. This is like new. Like six months ago, he would have never said that, right? He used to say how great Florida was. Hell, his whole family moved to Florida under my governorship. Are you kidding me? Um,
9: Got him there. So,
4: so some of this stuff, I think, is look. If someone is saying that, I am gonna, I am gonna counterpunch. I'm gonna fight back on it. I'm gonna focus my fire on Biden. And I think he should do the same. He gives Biden a free pass. Um, I'm focusing on Biden. That's my focus.
9: What Ryan doesn't understand is, is that before you get to Biden, you have to win your own primary. I had this discussion with um, somebody last night. And they're like, I don't like it when he, and when he goes after DeSantis. Folks, folks, Biden is not his next opponent. His next opponent is DeSantis. The Christie, Pence, all these Republicans in the primary. He has plenty of time once he wins that to destroy Biden, which he does anyway. But Ronnie knows better. Donnie versus Ronnie. Right now, Donald Trump's next opponent is DeSantis, not Biden. Here's some more Ron DeSantis in Iowa about Donald Trump. Cut number three.
4: We also need to reinvigorate the ability of our country to have institutions grounded in truth and facts not going on ideological joy rides like so many of them are. You should not have to compete in the woke Olympics just to qualify for employment or to get into a college. Merit must trump identity politics.
9: Oh, I thought it was more about Donald Trump. He said merit must trump. Identity politics, but it's not about Donald Trump. Anyway, we got a lot more Ron DeSantis, a lot more Donald Trump, a lot more Chris Christie, Mike Pence, all of it, and a bunch of really great guys stopping by in succession, starting at seven forty with Judge Napolitano.
0: Talk radio seventy-seven. W A B C Boy. This is Sit and Friends in the Morning.
1: sound of your guitar coming
9: from the mystic bar so was this a song that Bruce Springsteen was performing when he actually fell off the stage
10: yeah I read it was during this song Ghost. oh my
9: god yeah. Ghost! Steven Van Zandt had to pick him up right
10: I, I can't even pick i gonna know. I mean, he needs a chair. When he's
9: on I know. Stage now, course, Well, he lost a lot of weight, Stevie. But I actually found out yesterday, my dear friend James Orsini, one of the great oncologists in the state of New Jersey, and his lovely wife Maria. They took me and Danielle to see Andrea Bocelli last year, and also a couple years ago, Sebastian Maniscalco with Stevie. Stevie was supposed to go to Bocelli last year, but got sick. He couldn't make it. But I've already gotten the invitation from Morsini this year with Danielle to go see Bocelli again December 13th at Madison Square Garden with Stephen Van Zandt. And I'm going to go. And then you're all going to yell at me and say, wait a second. Your friend Stephen Van Zandt called Republicans cockroaches. And he did. He absolutely did. And I'm still going for dinner with Stephen. And I'm still going to see Bocelli with Stephen. Because I don't care. Steve. I mean, if he's going to say something that's stupid, and he's a very smart guy, he's brilliant, actually. If he's going to say something that hateful and stupid, that's on Stevie. He's got to own that. That doesn't mean I don't love the guy. I love the guy. Is, is that fair, Lou? I, I, yeah,
10: I think it's fair. I mean, everybody We're not going to get along with everybody's opinion. Right. It does not. It's long, not going to happen. Long, no. you, you know.
9: I mean, if you got invited to go see Bocelli with Steven Van Zandt, would you go?
10: Well, I I don't know one note of Bocelli. I'm not. Is that kidding. right? Yeah, I, I don't. It's not anything I'm familiar with. Yeah, I played it the last couple of mornings. What do you I think went, when you okay. played it here? I um I was busy doing something else. <laughs> <laughs> <laughs>
9: not your thing, huh? No,
10: I, I just can't.
9: You know the song Hallelujah? I think I would fall asleep. No, in you, two minutes. No, yes, you would No, you wouldn't. No, you wouldn't. I think I know the maybe. light show. The band.
10: What is it like? Laser light. Oh show? My, like It's it,
9: unbelievable. On. Okay, maybe. And then he does Hallelujah. Like. With his daughter. She's probably 10 now. She was 9 when I saw her. And it's the most beautiful.
10: Stirring. I cried. Okay.
9: Yeah. No, you'll cry. Because okay. with all your, you know, Beavis and Butthead t-shirts and tough guy rock and roll stuff no, and, right, and smoking weed with LeVon Helm. All right. That's you're a, a sweet guy. Yeah. Well, I... You tell me you love me all the time. All the time.
10: Well, that's... Of course. But what right. so, that have to do with Andrea Bocelli?
9: Because he's beautiful and his show is beautiful. Okay. And you're beautiful.
10: All right. I'm going to go get a poster and hang it up and see how beautiful.
9: Get I a think. poster of my mother in a bikini.
10: Oh, that's... Yeah, that's yeah. coming, I think, first.
9: I know that we, uh... <laughs> we should get that done, actually. Naomi in a bikini poster. What do you, what do you think, Gnome? Is that I, next? I think so. By the way, Naomi's going to call in right after we play the um, <laughs> phone calls. Hey, Judge. She's going to be live on this show coming up at about 8.10. So you get Judge Napolitano, Naomi after the Sports Illustrated phone call, Gnome's Nuggets, Bill O'Reilly, Bo Deedle, and Joseph Abood.
10: I can't wait to see You should tell, ask the judge what he thinks of, of that idea.
9: Which one? The Naomi. Article. Let me ask him. Gonna, sure. uh, judge, judge, what do you think about my mother in a bikini, us selling posters <laughs> of Naomi in a bikini all over town? Do you like that? I can't wait to see her. <laughs> oh, the judge is the man. <laughs> she she actually got a call from Sports Illustrated yesterday. They want to do the swimsuit edition with her. She's 88 I years old. I
14: say this earlier. Is this true? Yeah, of course it's true. Wow,
9: you don't wow. S- you, you don't seem to believe it. You you know you're a judge, so I know you need to see facts. <laughs> Talking about facts, I know that you're aware of this. Maybe even heard it on this show this horrible CUNY speech from this uh, Muhammad girl. And uh, I know you're aware that of the 17 CUNY trustees, 12 of the 17 have not condemned her, which is disgusting. And I've been yelling for days, Judge, that the dean of students at that CUNY law school, her name is Seti, Suda Seti, needs to be fired today. Because if they don't fire somebody, if there are no repercussions, what good are the speeches, right, and the gesticulating and all that nonsense if nobody pays a price? What does the judge think?
14: Well, the, the speech was hate speech. There's no question about it. It demonstrated hatred, tremendous hatred uh, for the Jewish people. But hate speech is protected under the Constitution, particularly when it is articulated on the property of the government, as this was. So let me start by saying I condemn everything she said. Uh, and I know how dangerous hate speech is, but the Supreme Court has decided uh, that it is protected as long as there is time for more speech like yours uh, and mine and and the members of the Board of Trustees who did condemn her to attack that speech. She should be vilified uh, and attacked for what she said, but not punished, because we don't punish speech in this country.
9: But what about the, not her, but what about the CUNY people who stood up and applauded as she was saying horrible things about, not just Jews, by the way, cops our
14: military, what about the folks that are in charge of these young stupid kids? They're doing a terrible job uh, of teaching, but they have the same freedom of speech that you and she and I have. Uh, I would have walked out or I would have turned my back to her. I would have manifested my utter disgust uh, with what she was saying. Uh, If I were the dean, I would have publicly renounced and denounced what she said. But I wouldn't have harmed a hair on her head because we don't do that in America for speech. All right, fair enough. All we right. isolate, we condemn, yep. we punish for the force of opinion among us, but not by the force of law.
9: All right. This is uh, the great Judge Adrian Napolitano. So the other major story today, one of them at least, is that uh, Jim, uh, not Jim, excuse me. Yeah, Jim Comer and others have been talking, Kevin McCarthy too. They've been talking about holding Christopher Ray, the head of the FBI, in contempt unless he hands over a certain document from Joe Biden. He says, nope. Not going to do it. If you want to come here, I'll show you the heavily redacted version, but I'm handing nothing over. And, again, this is under the threat of contempt from people like McCarthy and Comer. Where does
14: this thing go? Well, there are two ways they can do this. They can issue a citation for contempt, uh, as they did to Janet Reno once and as they did to Eric Holder, and they will take that citation and put it in a, a circular file. Uh, It means nothing. It's just a, a political slap in the face and the recipient of it couldn't care less, and that's probably what they'll do. But if they're serious, if they really want the document, they will then have him prosecuted before a federal judge for failure to honor a valid subpoena, and then a federal judge will order that document surrendered. And if he doesn't do that, we will actually see U.S. marshals arrest the head of the FBI. Oh, that's, that's awesome! Contempt, yeah. and awesome. if if uh, if uh, uh, Kevin McCarthy and Jim Comer mean what they say, they will take that route—the legal contempt route, not the political contempt route, which means nothing.
9: Alan Dershowitz on Katz and Cosby yesterday said, and I quote uh, Judge Napolitano, that the public should see these FBI documents. There should be no secrets. I agree. I imagine you do,
14: too. Oh, I fully agree. Fully agree. I'm all for for government transparency. We are entitled to know everything about the people that are in the government. If Joe Biden is a crook or if there's credible evidence that he's a crook or if he's not a crook and the evidence is made up and it's not believable, whatever it is. We are entitled to know it. We're about to pass judgment on Joe Biden, who wants another four years uh, in the White House. We're entitled to know what he did or what he's accused of doing or or how how vapid and and, um, and unbelievable the allegations may be. But we are not entitled to an FBI director who hides this stuff under the guise of it's an ongoing uh, investigation it's not an ongoing investigation they are not investigating joe biden for bribery how do we know this because the statute of limitations has already expired even if the, even if there's hardcore proof that he was bribed right. the cut will be political not legal it's too late to prosecute him chris ray show us the document
9: so i just got a text from a very prominent attorney who will remain nameless going back to the original discussion about the CUNY girl. And the attorney says hate speech is not unequivocally protected under the Constitution when it's conducted on government grounds. If it calls people to action or based upon the speech, it is not unequivocally protected. You want to answer that?
14: Well, I don't know who this is, and it may very well be a friend of mine, uh, but I profoundly disagree. And I would invite uh, my colleague, whoever she or he may be, to a case called Brandenburg versus Ohio, 1969, unanimous Supreme Court opinion uh, protecting hate speech. Brandenburg has been followed hundreds of times by federal courts uh, since it first uh, came down. Listen, I'm not a promoter of hate speech. But I am a promoter of keeping the government out of the business of speech. The whole purpose of the First Amendment is to allow listeners to decide what to uh, listen to, not to have the government filtering the speech that it wants us to hear. That All right. would be far more dangerous than the hate yep. speech itself. Fair
9: enough. Judge Napolitano joining me on this Thursday morning. Always great. I mean, really great. So the, um, the House passed this debt ceiling bill. In uh, in big way, 314 to 117. Kevin McCarthy is celebrating. Uh, there are other Republicans that are celebrating. But I can tell you, I had a phone call with Nancy Mace out of South Carolina yesterday. She hates a deal. She'll join me tomorrow. And President Trump said last night, what a crappy deal. We should have defaulted. When is does Judge Napolitano stand on the new debt ceiling deal that Kevin McCarthy bravely put together?
14: I am 110 percent with Congresswoman Mace and with former President Trump and with all the conservative Republicans uh, that opposed it. Even Mrs. Pelosi, when she was spending federal money like a drunken sailor, insisted on a cap on the expense, a, a number above which her Democratic colleagues in the Treasury Department could not borrow. This has no cap on it. There is no limitation on the borrowing. Joe Biden can borrow money that he doesn't even need and drive inflation through the roof. This is one of the worst deals ever negotiated by uh, anybody in the Republican Party who seems to have any sense of values. I'm totally, totally disgusted with the deal that Kevin uh, McCarthy negotiated. And I'm encouraging my conservative Republican friends in the House to declare the speakership vacant, and force him to go through another wow. vote, and he will not be reelected.
9: Wow. I know that uh, people like Marjorie Taylor Greene, uh, Chip Roy, uh, Matt gates they are uh, also, like you, really hate this deal, but I got to tell you, I really respect Larry Cudlow. Smart guy, conservative, Republican, actually worked for two years, as you know, Judge, under Donald Trump. He said, look, guys, you've got to be realistic. You're not going to get everything you want day one, but this is clearly a very good step in the right direction. I mean, if you're you think you get everything you want in the first deal, you're being naive and stupid. What about Larry Cutlow? Well, I,
14: I love Larry, and I agree with all the fine things uh, you said about him. I mean, I've known Larry for many, many years, long before uh, he uh, worked in the White House. I knew him when he was at CNBC and we were colleagues uh, for a number of years. Uh, at Fox. But to me, a limitless ability to borrow with no number in there is a recipe for disaster. Joe Biden may owe, the the federal government may owe a few trillion. They can go borrow five times that much if they want to. And the more they borrow, the more inflation uh, goes through the roof. This is the worst possible kind of deal for McCarthy to have negotiated because it puts no limits on their ability uh, to borrow. I'm 100% with Congresswoman Mace. Ask her tomorrow if, you will, yep. if she's going to declare the Speaker chair empty. It only takes one person to declare that, and then the House of Representatives stops, and they have a vote to uh, for the Speaker. Well, uh, if four or five Republicans vote against him, he won't be the Speaker anymore.
9: Then who would you want to be the speaker? Chip Roy? I don't
14: know who I want to be the speaker. Maybe Chip Roy, but I don't think he's going to get it. Right. But, But Kevin McCarthy betrayed basic principles of limited government by negotiating a deal. As Nancy May said, Kevin McCarthy got taken to the cleaners by a president that can't even put his pants on straight. <laughs> well, to- I'm she, quoting her. I know. I know.
9: Her. I know. I know. She was so pissed yesterday. Um, it was a private phone call, too. So talking about the president, let's go to this foreign, uh, foreign affair thing, the war between Ukraine and Russia. And the question is being asked, Judge, did the United States consent to the Ukraine drones hitting Moscow? That's the question. Yes or no?
14: I think, yes, I think the uh, CIA was aware that those drones were coming, that the Ukrainians uh, were going to uh, target them. I think the drones came from Ukrainians inside Russia, and I think the United States either consented or looked the other way, and that is very, very, very dangerous. Could you imagine if drones, uh, Russian drones, exploded 10 minutes from the White House? These things exploded 10 minutes from where President Putin uh, lives. For the American government to have done this is to bring us a, yet again a step closer to World War III. It is the most dangerous and reckless thing we can do, our involvement with Ukraine. We are poking the bear, poking the bear, antagonizing Putin, seeing how far um, his patience will go to no legitimate American end other than the, the, the chest-thumping of the people in the Biden uh, uh, Department of State, right, and I maybe think.
9: and maybe more checks to the uh, the Bidens as well. So you know, I agree with you there. Uh, let's close this out. Bill O'Reilly, your friend, will join us at eight forty. He writes a great column every day, plus his morning message. You've got a new column out every week, and it's always great, always great. And this column, Judge, is on
14: property rights. Tell us about that. The the Environmental Protection Agency gave itself the right to regulate. You ready for this? For this mud puddles what so if the mud puddles, mud puddles. need a federal <laughs> permit to build a structure within 300 feet of the mud puddle you can't make this up the supreme court unanimously liberals conservatives libertarian progressives said this is ridiculous congress never gave the epa the authority to do this the epa can't give itself the authority to do what it wants go build your house uh near the mud puddle that's how crazy. The government has uh, has become and a Supreme Court, nine to nothing, did the right thing. What side was the Biden Department of Justice on? Of course, they defended the regulation of the mud puddle. Wow,
9: well, you hate Biden. I mean, you just hate him. I love it. I think it's great. <laughs> I know. I hate him. I hate him too. I think yes, it's great.
14: You can't make this stuff up. No, the same court on the same day, <laughs> <Yeah. clears throat> a 94-year-old uh, widow in Minnesota owed $15,000 in back taxes on her condo. The state of Minnesota seized the condo, sold it for forty grand, oh. paid the 15000 to the town, and then kept the 25000 for oh, my. itself. Ay, ay, ay. And the Supreme Court unanimously said, give her back her cash with interest. So two great property right cases unanimous. By the Supreme Court in the same day, I'm happy about that. And so should all Americans who believe that you have the right to private property and you can exclude who you want from it.
9: Well, Judge, another amazing appearance. i got to say, every Thursday you never disappoint. Great, great well, job. Know, I,
14: I missed, love you. Last week I was lecturing at the University of Zurich Law School in Switzerland. I had a great, uh, great week, and I missed you. Oh, but wow. I'm full of fire and brimstone this morning. Thank you, sir. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you were great. Great job, all as all always. This goes back to one thing. <laughs> My image of your mother in a bikini.
9: <laughs> well, that is a great promo, Judge Napolitano, because as we wrap up this hour number two after your great appearance, we're going to start hour number three, which includes Gnomes, Nuggets, and Bill O'Reilly with the actual phone call from Sports Illustrated to my mother, Naomi. going to be listening. All right, buddy. <laughs> hour number three is coming up.
0: Sit in Friends in the Morning. 77 WABC.
1: Years go by, I'm a There's my home angel on the pages in between. My blood runs
9: cold. My just been my oh my god, you can replace the name for the word my angel with my mother world 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 in this song. <laughs> Jay Giles, Zenobal. So angel once again, what well, it's been a great show. Under Bobby Hartman. From Mainstream House, I'll be speaking there tonight, to some of my brothers and sisters in recovery. He was great. Curtis Sliwa was always tremendous. And Judge Napolitano, really good. Still to come, Bill O'Reilly, Bo Diedel, and Joseph Aboud. But I told you earlier that fresh off the Martha Stewart success with the swimsuit issue for Sports Illustrated, my mother, who you guys love She's become a cult hero here. Naomi Rosenberg. She actually received a phone call, too, from Sports Illustrated. I think two phone calls. And they sent us both calls. Two phone calls in an effort to get her, like Martha Stewart. My mom is six years older than Stewart. But uh, God bless Naomi, at the age of 88, keeps herself in great shape still wears a bikini. So the first call, I guess... And this guy says he's a fan of mine. I don't know him. I think his name is Bob Rose at Sports Illustrated. He made the first phone call to my mother, and it sounded like this.
5: Hello? Hi, Mrs. Rosenberg.
7: Who is this?
5: This is Bob Rose over at Sports Illustrated. How are you?
7: I'm okay. How are you? (laughs) What's what's your name?
5: What's up? Not too bad. Actually, you know, I'm calling because I'm a big fan of your son, obviously, uh, you know, listened to him for years on WFAN. And now I'm working on the Sports Illustrated Swimsuit Edition. We just had so much success with the Martha Stewart photo shoot that we're reaching out to people with connections to sports. Uh, specifically for me, what I'm working on is people connected to Sports Talk Radio and we wanted to reach out to you and kind of gauge, you know, potentially your interest in being involved.
7: In, in what sense? How would I be involved?
5: Well, you know, what we're doing is basically setting up next year's photo shoots. Yes. I don't know if you might have, like, somewhere nearby. There's sometimes, you know, we'll use a park or maybe like a a pool-type setting or something like that. And, you know, we take some very classy photos, you know, especially in the, the swimsuit edition. It's more about showing athleticism and you know the power of women and all this kind of stuff. Mm-hmm.
7: Well, I would have to get back to you. I'm busy now with a in a project so it and time element is a problem with me at the moment, but no problem. I would I would definitely uh consider doing something like this. Okay, great. Well,
5: like I said, I'll have uh one of my colleagues reach out. Really appreciate you taking the call. Uh, big fan Thanks. of your son over the years. Uh right. you know, I know he's doing the more, you know, political and, and news oriented stuff now, but big yes, big fan yes. of his sports but stuff. He
7: also you know, he also gets his his two cents in sports because it's in his blood. So Absolutely. Okay, Mr. Rose, I would definitely uh consider you know having you come to where i am and what? uh
5: thank you so much thank you for taking the call we'll be in touch
7: and thank you have a good day god yeah, you watch. too bye bye love
5: <laughs> okay so
9: that's the first phone call so i swear to god so i'm walking into my building yesterday and my mother calls me and goes god who is this guy bob rose i go oh, ma." I don't know what you're talking about. So she explains the call to me. I go, Mom, why didn't you just say yes? It's a big deal. She's like, well, you know, maybe he's a pervert. And I don't know. if he Should I tell him where I live? And I'm like, yes. Tell him everything. Give him everything, Mom. So I go, "When is the next phone call? She says, I don't know. She said, some other big shot over there is going to call me next. And I said, okay, when they call you next, the next phone call, agree to do it. It's a big deal, Mom. So,
8: sure enough... And by the way, he is a pervert.
9: (laughs) (laughs) So, sure enough, there was a second phone call. And I believe this is the one where Naomi Rosenberg agrees to do this. So, um... And and my mom is on hold, mind you. She's going to join us live right after this. Can't make this up. So, here's the second phone call from the sports illustrated (laughs) swimsuit photo office to my mom in connie lake naomi rosenberg
8: hello hey is this naomi speaking bob lipschitz from sports illustrated magazine how are you
7: i'm good bob how are you
8: i'm the final hurdle you have to get through before we can put you in sports illustrated magazine i'm the one they they make ask the tough questions Okay. I know we asked you about a bikini, do you feel comfortable posing in a bikini?
7: I have no problem with that. That's all I wear. I don't even own a one-piece bathing suit.
8: We approached Hillary Clinton to be on one side. She'd be on the left side of this pictorial as, you know, because she's left-wing and because you're right-wing, we'd have you on the oh, right. I
7: was going to say that. I was going to say, I don't know if that's going to work with her because I am on the right side, not the left side. So
8: tell me if you'd be comfortable with this. We'd have you in the swimming pool and you'd have a uzi you'd have your bikini on and an uh an uzi machine gun and bullets across your chest so you know to show how right wing you are is that okay and then our other thought okay. is what we do is we shoot video at the same time so we'd have you coming up the stairs of the pool to some form of music do you have something some sort of music that you're really comfortable with like i was thinking maybe you know ba da 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 Da, yeah, da, anything da, but da, this da, i'm not da,
7: into heavy da, metal or these uh, or the new music of today
8: uh, this is kind of an uncomfortable question but i'll, I'll just ask it anyway because we did this with martha stewart like like bill clinton took private pictures of hillary clinton and and so we're going to ask him to share some of those do you have private pictures maybe that your husband took that you might feel comfortable or something that you feel really sexy in
7: oh well um i have like one, like, just coming out of the shower. What? But I'm, part, I'm covered, you know, of course. But you see, like, part of my leg, and it's like <laughs> a towel around me. It's, you know, it's definitely a sexy picture. Who, who took that picture? My husband, of course. Who else?
8: <laughs> so I think we're all good. I am going to um, take you. There's one more level, and uh, we'll give you a hour back, and it was really a pleasure talking to you.
7: It was a pleasure talking to you.
9: Right. So there it is. I had no idea. My mom had like almost a, like a semi-naked picture of that <laughs> my father took. So yeah, but who knows? good
10: luck in therapy with that. You know, <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah.
9: Therapy. So here she is, everybody. The great Naomi Rosenberg, my mom. Mom, good morning. How are you?
7: Good morning. I'm fine. How are you? Is everybody having fun?
9: So are you going to do this?
7: You know what Sydney, I'm waiting for more particulars. I've yeah. committed to do it. I don't have a problem in a bathing suit and a right. bikini coming sure. out of our pool, which our pool is not open yet, of course. No, of course. But this this is happening for next year's uh, next year. uh, uh Sports Illustrated. So, I have time. Um, but I will see what else, what else. All right. You know what else they're really going to come about. Right. If they ask you to do something
9: naked, Ma, don't do it, please. I'm begging you.
7: Don't do no, that. No, I would not never do that. Oh. you crazy? What, it was you a lot of money. I want your daddy jumping out of the grave? God forbid. What, if they offered you a million no. dollars?
9: Daddy would be okay with that.
7: No. No? no. There's no amount of money no that of would money. do that. He no way. too, too important and too precious to me, forgetting about no. my no. feelings. Yeah. I have to respect him, even though he's not here anymore. Yeah. But it's supposedly going to be in good taste, so we'll see, Sydney. Yeah. You know, I'm. I don't have a problem. You know, sure. I'm tough.
9: Oh,
10: very tough.
7: Everything has to be, you know, correct. You
9: saw that white bikini that barely covers your boobies, Mom? That one that you wore for like twenty years in Florida?
7: I mean, everything I have barely covers these girls that I own. Yeah. Are you kidding me? Yeah. But, uh, yeah, I'm, I'm going to wear a bikini, you know, and sure. that's whatever shows. But it's going to be, I don't, I'm not doing no butt bikini or, any, you know, showing. bikini. So.
9: What are you talking um, about? You know, he you know, is going to do doing that. not one
7: of these. No. no, no. So, well, again, it's going to be. What did, what did your I daughter grew. say?
9: Well, what did your daughter say? My sisters, are they for I it? I didn't
7: discuss it with anybody, Sydney. Yeah. I only discussed it with you. Right. Because I wanted to make sure that it was a safe, Thing to do and that's the only reason I didn't discuss it with the soul right. and now uh, let's see where this takes us you know right. uh, again I ca- I did commit but uh, hmm. nothing is written in stone I don't know if I have to sign anything or whatever sure. and if I do have to do that yeah. then of course I will seek you again well then you got to
9: call uh, your daughter-in-law Danielle and make sure this is a legal contract well,
7: that, that's what I mean
9: Danielle exactly. are you getting paid so for this? Be, mom are they going to pay you for this?
7: Well, I'll, off the year, I'll tell you what's happening. Okay. I really not discuss, You know, I think it's still Sports Illustrated, and I don't know if they'd want me to divulge anything like mm-hmm. this. But I, off the year, yeah. I will tell you what the deal is.
9: So, Mom, did it ever occur to you at any point during either one of these phone calls that I don't know, maybe just maybe, it was one of the guys from my show that made a call to you, and not really Sports Illustrated.
7: Well, that's why I say, that's why I call you because I, yeah. I you know, this came out of, you know, just yeah. came out of the right. out of the year But I
9: now said, that you've had these two mogos, you feel like it's it's it is legitimate, right? It's it's a legitimate thing, yes.
7: Well, I think so. Sure. I mean, uh, yeah. I have no way of proving this, of course. Yeah. So, I yeah. see what what's going to follow and then I will have to have sure. you have to be advised because uh-huh. right. I don't want to get into something where it's, no, no. you know, not 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 safe for me too. Of course, you live here alone. No, of course. You
9: know? No, I love you. I'd never and do that. that. Right.
7: And so, you know, that's why I, 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 I can't
9: even I can't do this anymore. Mom, say hello to Noam laden Noam. Hello. Yes. You, uh, you and Jim, who both work in our news department, those are the two phone calls to my mother. Neither one of you guys have ever worked for Sports Illustrated, mm-hmm. ever. But you guys set up these phone calls. And it was brilliant, hilarious stuff. So right now,
8: Noam, yes. you need to tell Naomi the truth. Well, Naomi, the truth is is that your <laughs> I'm going to blame your granddaughter. Your granddaughter, <laughs> Ava, called us up over the weekend. And she said, please, you'll make me smile so widely and laugh so hard if you play this prank on my grandmother and tell her she's going to be in the Senior Citizen edition of Sports Illustrated. Oh, no. Well, it wasn't Ava. It was me. And uh, we love Ava, so we couldn't say no. <laughs> so... I guess oh, I'm the one boy. that has to tell you that neither of those calls were real.
7: Okay. No problem.
3: <laughs>
7: <laughs> you
8: should be ashamed of yourself, shits
7: Oh,
3: God.
9: Oh, my, you did such a great job. You played it off so brilliantly. It was great.
7: Okay. <laughs> hey, all right. No problem.
9: I think you're mad, Mom. I think you sound mad a little no. bit.
7: No, no. It was like a good joke. Right. It's okay. It was
9: a very good joke, yes. <laughs> it was me, not Ava. It was me, not Ava, but... I thought it would be funny if if the Martha daughter go, my mom keeps herself in such great shape. Why couldn't my mother do it?
7: So it was really a compliment, Mom. That's wonderful. Everybody had a good (laughs) laugh. Who cares? Who cares? You know, who cares? I don't care. Very good. Very good. All right. It was all fun. And that's good. Fun is fun. Fun is good, what's right. Going on in this day and age, yeah. who cares Sidney? <laughs> right. Who right. really cares what's really going on? Sure. Someone has to make a joke. Yeah. I don't I'm I have tough skin. Right. I don't really care. Yeah. You know? No. Well
9: you did great. I thought you did great. So any thoughts All on uh, right. Donald Trump in Iowa the last couple of days?
7: Well, I'm waiting to hear what he has to say tonight. Yeah. And uh then I'll be able to have a little more uh, to say about it. But right now, I want to reserve judgment. You know, he's yeah. my man. He's your and guy. no matter what goes on, mm-hmm. that's fine. Mm-hmm. But uh, as far as I'm concerned, yeah. let's see what happens, you know. Right now, there's a lot going on with DeSantis, and, and and this one and that one. And, you know, at this moment, I don't know what the heck is going to happen because there's too much, too much going on already with this, you know. Right. Yeah. And they're still looking to get him, and uh, and we'll see, we'll see what happens. But t- I'm really anxious to hear what he has to say tonight.
9: Yep, so tonight's I'll a big be listening. Okay,
7: and um, and we'll see what happens. You know,
9: um, I got to go. Live I love in you, Hope,
7: Sydney. Okay. I love That's you. You did a great I job.
9: You you were very very funny and uh, a lot
7: of fun, okay. and I love you. All righty, all righty. We'll talk again.
9: Okay,
0: I love you. Love you. All bye. right, bye, mom.
7: <laughs> no. <laughs> she's, she's, she's. She she you, oh my bro. God! Is you know how she's we'll talk, talk again?
4: Yeah, yeah, we'll yeah, talk again. again. Oh, uh, she's yeah. like
9: my beautiful daughter-in-law, Danielle, or My beautiful grin, nothing. No way. We'll talk again. No way.
8: You, you know, are we
10: all laughing <laughs> when she was in the yeah. middle.
8: When you when she was convinced and it sounded like you, you were asking her those yeah. questions. Yeah. I was thinking in my head, how can we set this up just to get photography? <laughs> fake the whole thing. Send <laughs> yeah, bro, photographers right. there. I did not want to be on the. Can we keep it going? You would have hired
9: it. Oh, man. Right. She and, got a good sense of humor. And you. then you, you blame your daughter. No, 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 no. I blame your my daughter. daughter. Well, that well, wasn't that me. That had to come from you. No, that no, no it, hey, no. it was me the whole time. No, it was me the whole time. No, me That was very funny. All right, mom, good job. <laughs> that sets us up <laughs> for a great end to today's show. Bill O'Reilly, Bo Diddley, Joseph Aboud, all still stopping by on this. The Thursday edition of Sitting Friends in the Morning.
0: Friends in the Morning, 77 W.A.B.C.
9: Hope you bastards are happy now. My mother's mad at me, so she says no, but my phone is blowing up. My Instagram, at Rosenberg.Sydney. My Facebook, Sid Rosenberg. Personal friends, Mike Sullivan, even my wife. And uh, they all say the same thing. You're going to hell,
10: I can't imagine what
9: your wife just said. <laughs> he said, you're going to hell. <laughs> no, Mike Sullivan said the same thing. So did many others. But...
10: As, as it kept going.
9: But they all said freaking hilarious, yeah, too. Well, I had to sell it. You know, I had to sell the whole thing, so. Oh, yeah. And then even when I said to her mom, did it ever occur to you that this is a joke? She's like, yeah, but it's real. I'm like, okay. You say so. Jeez.
8: And no, miss son of a bitch, yeah. he wants to play it again. <laughs> no. One's not enough. You know, I almost want to. Just call her back up on the air. You know, I, I've i been fortunate that I've been on a bunch of morning shows over the years, and they always pull me in to do these phone pranks. Sure. And usually you can make people happy at the end of it, you know, so you can use it on the air. Yeah,
9: yeah. That didn't happen <laughs> She here. was not happy. No. Yeah, she was not no, happy at all. She wasn't happy. Yeah. We do have Bill O'Reilly, Bo Dito, Joseph Abudo coming up back to the serious and uh, good stuff. But that was one of the greatest phone pranks ever. We don't do that on this show. That's an Elvis Duran C-100 thing. And I guess Scott and Todd did that at PLJ. And all the real, uh, you know, the real geeky and, uh, you know, uh, cheesy morning show. Hey, Hey, it's it's the the zoo. zoo. (laughs) Yeah, the zoo. So we don't do a lot of stuff like that. So when we do it, it's good. Like that, it was brilliant. You guys did such a good job, so. Anyway, what uh what's on the docket this morning?
8: Norm Laden. Uh let's see. Well, we can start with uh this uh creepy story that is coming out of Elizabeth, New Jersey. Over the last uh 2 weeks, human body parts have been washing up in the Arthur Kill waterway in Elizabeth. Uh, uh a torso, a leg, uh police don't think the two are connected. this is like a what? It, yeah, it's really bizarre, and it's this part of Elizabeth that has been built up and has become a popular you know, attraction because it's on the water and you go there's a walkway there, and they have these fishermen who've been out there and over the um, last couple of days, these body parts have come up and here's what some of the fishermen had say
9: we' standing by the water, and
15: uh, I looked over. And I happen to see a femur, uh, the part of the leg part. It's a little
12: scary, a little strange, but in today's world, it's kind of like, uh, you know,
8: real. Yes, so the medical, the medical examiners collected these body parts. They're now trying to figure out how these people died. They have not come back with a, a conclusion yet. Mm. Uh, that is the uh, fishermen are still out there. And oh, my mom's not listening. Yeah, I was just
10: thinking. I'm yeah. giving her an idea right now. Yeah. I <laughs> <nom. laughs>
9: Somebody just said, you ought to tell her five times that right. you loved her before she even responded. Is that true? It is, is true, like five it, times. Yeah, yeah. a couple of
8: She was, You could call her back right now.
9: Call her back. Let's call her. Get her back. on the air. Let me apologize again. All right, call her on the phone right now. You know her number. Call her up. I
10: call think her. We got to get it in here. I don't have it. Either. Go in there, Rod. Uh, uh, no. Do what you got to do. Those, those do. two perfect. Yeah, because... have it, so right. I, don't, I don't have it.
9: And then she, um, then we'll see because she's not the type of person to hold a grudge. She's got a great sense of humor. Then we got to talk serious stuff, Bill O'Reilly and uh, Bill Deedle, all that. But we got to get Naomi back on the phone. We cannot uh, have Naomi angry at us, and I feel like that's the case. So. She uh, tried at the very end, but the old, we'll talk later, I think I've heard that uh, before, so let's bring her back one more time. Maybe she won't pick up, though. There is a possibility, you know, she's listening right now, you know that, that she may not pick up.
8: Would she do that if she's mad at you, stop talking to you?
9: My mother's not like that, but this uh, she seemed to be uh, really angry this time. Like really you know what?
8: Angry. Let me take the fall for it. Maybe All right. that'll help you. I'll All say right. it was completely Don't my idea. Don't blame Ava or Danielle or, or me yeah. or anybody I'll else. I'll say I came up with the idea. But, but you didn't. It was my
9: idea. Yeah. I called you fine. back
8: on a Saturday. Yeah. Yeah. To tell you you were giddy with I was, excitement I was about the whole excited. idea. I was very excited, yes. Yeah. And you're like, you have to carry this out. you got to do this.
9: And I know you could do it well, and you did. So now Lou right, is let's... talking to my mother, and I believe she's yelling at him.
8: Let me see if I will tell her. It's no. my idea. Oh,
9: I, it's a long conversation. Uh, let's see if Lou puts her on hold. is uh, everything okay?
10: Yeah, she's okay. She wants to talk to All oh, right, no, I'm
8: going to pick it up, now Naomi?
10: Yeah, I'm here.
8: Hey, it's Bob Lipschitz. No, no. It's not
7: <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Listen, a joke is a joke. There's too much going on. You think I'm going to take this to heart? No. As, as, as I called my son, as I called Sydney, when this all came to be with the calls, I was skeptical anyhow. So, yeah, you they, know, a joke is a joke. I'm not angry. It, good. There's well, too much going on in my life to be angry about a joke. Are you kidding me?
8: You Come and I on, you please. and I had this lovely conversation a couple of weeks back. I really enjoyed talking to you. And, and now I feel a little bad because it was completely my idea. I said, you know, this would be a good joke with the senior citizens and with Martha Stewart. And so it's, I it's I, I was only convinced Sid to I, do it.
7: I take good care of myself. And I am in good shape, yeah. and I only wear bikinis. And the thing that my husband took a picture of me, you couldn't see any body parts right. or my leg. I right. had a towel wrapped around me. But with that said, the fact is a joke is a joke. If you can't take a joke, shame on me. Yeah, I just,
8: I just feel bad because I don't want you to blame Sid. It was really 100% my idea.
7: No, it's okay, really. I, listen, everybody at the station, including Sydney. Don't even think about it. A joke is fun, and that's that. Right. it's at. And if we can't laugh today, we've got enough going on. You're in right, world. Mom. We have to be able to have a laugh.
9: Noam called so. you a couple of weeks ago on Mother's Day. Do you remember that?
7: Yes. Yeah, and so. you
9: gave uh, a whole bunch of great Mother's Day answers, including a couple I had no idea if, if they're even true. Like? Like a couple of stories of you and Daddy.
7: Yeah, well, I mean, you know, listen. What's what facts, the facts. We're down to that, son. Fact <laughs> or <that. laughs> uh, I don't uh, make things up, that's for sure. Yeah, that's I a, know. Now I know that you guys are able to do that. You make things up. It's a joke. Come on, guys. Get serious with this crap, excuse my French, that's going on today. I'm perfectly fine with the whole thing. Not to worry. It was great I'm radio. glad that it. Yeah, that, you know, I didn't involve everybody else, anybody else, sure. because that yeah. wouldn't have been. Uh, then I wouldn't have been happy. Right, but just between you, Sydney, and me. Right, and the, and, and a the million call, New Yorkers
9: listening right like, now, Mom, uh, like yeah, a 1000000 Million. Well, <laughs> listen, <laughs> listen, <laughs> like
7: they're million. all my people. They're all my people. listening to your show. Are all my people anyway? That's true. Yes, so yes. they're gonna yes. they're gonna not be upset no. for me. They know a joke is a joke, and that everything is fine. It was and great. Everything is. Great. You were great. I it, love you. I love you too, Sydney Ferris. And And really the guys at the station. Not to worry. All right, everything is yeah. good in a joke. I love
8: you, Naomi. I had such a nice time talking with you, and we're going to do something else with you. Maybe you know, you and I oh my can no, have a conversation no. about getting not get sick. We'll talk later. How about that?
7: Sure. Okay. Sounds great. I love right? We love you. Listen, All everybody. Right. Be safe, Sydney you too. Paris. God watch, and I'll talk again. I love you too. All right. Yeah. I love you. See you son. later.
9: She's got a great. My mom has a good sense of humor. Good She's job, uh, she me. loves oh, stuff you. like that. Yeah. Oh my God. That's a waiting. But listen, folks. That's what waiting. Radio is. That's it. Again, at the risk of maybe angering people, that's why most shows get less than a three, and I get over a seven. I do it with zero remorse and zero apology. My mother's got a great sense of humor. People walked into this radio station. They're like, I couldn't even go to work. I was standing on the street on 3rd Avenue cracking up. It was great radio. (laughs) Your job in this place is to do great radio. And that's what we just did. Thank you, Naomi.
0: This is "Sit and Friends in the Morning. Entertaining and informative.
1: Oh, you my best friend.
0: 77 WABC.
1: Time was drifting. This rock got to roll. So I...
9: Yeah, I never know who sings this song. I love this song. Climax Blues Band. Very good song. All right, 841 on your Thursday morning. He was the best. He still is the best. He'll always be the best. Whether it's 9 p.m. weeknights here on WABC or his own website, which is amazing, BillOReilly.com. He's got his articles, his interviews, his columns. We've been reading the morning message on this show every day. His killing series is killing it again. In fact, Chris Libertini. Got himself a, uh, a signed Bill O'Reilly book on the way. There is nobody better than my dear friend, Bill O'Reilly. Good Thursday morning, Bill. How are you, pal?
2: I'm all right. How are you doing? Everybody I'm doing good. And
9: sit in friends' world? Everything is so good in sit in friends' world. I mean, so mm-hmm. good, Bill. So good, as you know. Uh, but not so good in D.C., where Kevin McCarthy is claiming victory, but Matt Gates. And Chip Roy and Marjorie Taylor Greene and Donald Trump and Judge Napolitano and Nancy Mace,
2: they hate this deal. What does Bill O'Reilly think? You know, uh, first of all, for Napolitano, I listened to him, uh, today. Yeah. Um, he's a smart guy, uh, learned everything he knows from me. Um, <laughs> he'll admit that too, just so you know. But his analysis of the debt deal is, um, fallacious, and I'll tell you why in a minute. But I want to do a charity thing with Napolitano. I, remember the little dunk tanks? You throw the ball, yes. and it, it, I want him to do that. <laughs> I think we could get. We could get hundreds of WABC <laughs> listeners, you know, to fork over ten bucks and try to get him in a du- in a dunk tank. Um, I do it, and I used to be a pitcher, so he'd be he'd be very wet. Yeah. Um, this story is another example of hysteria. All right, and uh, it doesn't matter very much in the long term. Uh, people, of course, discount history. Uh, and they live in a world that doesn't exist, in a world of ideology where they think um, they have power and all of that. So let me just run it down. Um, the government spends far too much money. Trump did. Um, Biden is a record spender. And the Democratic Party has only one platform. Vote for us, and we will give you free stuff. That's all they have. They don't solve problems. They have no vision other than we hate America for this reason or that reason. But it's just a party that's devoid of creativity. The Republican Party is basically, let's get back to fiscal responsibility, which is a good thing, all right? And uh, let's try to uh, put up a republic where self-reliance and responsibility reign. That's the Republican platform. So who controls the Senate? The Democrats control the Senate. So all these uh, very conservative um, Republican uh, lawmakers, do they think that there's going to be a magic wand that's going to convince the Democrat Senate, which votes en masse together, um, to uh, go in and cut the budget? They're not going to cut the budget. No matter what you do, they're not going to cut Spending. The Democratic Party will not do it. McCarthy understands that. And so you have two choices get a deal that constrains spending for two years, which this does. Okay? So there's no spending growth for two years, or throw the economy into chaos where Americans get hurt. That was McCarthy's choice. So which choice would you take? Well, I would take A, A, right. short term, sure. two years, because McCarthy's playing the long game. Right, which the is in two years, is,
9: we get the House back, and we get the Congress yeah, back. And, and, I don't know who he is,
2: uh, Sid, but yeah. the Republicans control Me. Congress and the White House. Right. If that happens, the Republican Party in 24 then can go in and slash spending. Right. Okay? Right. And get the debt under control, and pay down some of the debt. So McCarthy says, let me buy two years because I don't have an alternative. The Democrats in the Senate are not, and certainly Biden wouldn't. He'd veto anything that came on up. So why waste our time throwing all of the markets, the stock market, the commodities market, the bond market, all investments that people have, We'll get battered unless we make this deal. Plus, the investment in America by foreign nations will stop because we can't pay our obligations. So what would you do? I mean, you're just sitting there and you've got to go, I don't like this. I never liked the government buying votes ever. I thought it was horrible and is horrible to this day. But you don't have a choice because you don't have power, Republicans. Right. But what happens and what really angers me is these people know that. Anybody would know that. But they play to their base. So the Congress people, Chip Roy and these people, they run back and they go, Oh, I opposed it. I'm I'm a a warrior. I opposed it. But these idiots, McCarthy, we got to throw him out. And I'm saying to myself, yeah, all right, uh, Politicians pander, but that's pandering to a level because you know you wouldn't have got any spending cuts at all. Does that
9: make sense? All the sense. I agree with you, and I agree with Larry Cuddo. I think he did a good job, got what he can get. But, he got but, what he could get. Right. He's a good speaker, McCarthy. Yes, very good. But okay. you say that what's his choice, and your friend, President Donald Trump, said
12: we should have defaulted.
2: Because he's playing to his base. That's why, if he were president, he, he wouldn't say that, trust right, me. Right, right. You know, the more chaos in the country there is, helps Trump. It helps Trump. So if everything goes to hell, Trump has a better chance to be reelected. Does he not? 100%. Because that's how – and Trump's what they call a strong man in political terms. And if you look at history, and I did write this in a message today and talked about it on Common Sense at 9 o'clock on WABC. If you look throughout history, all of these dictators – and I'm not saying Trump's a dictator. We are, our system um, is such that he can't be. But they all came to power in times of absolute chaos in their own countries. Just run the list down. That's how these people emerge because they go, I'm going to settle everything down. I'll make everything better. So if default happened and, and people were thrown out of work, which they would be, and everybody was going crazy, Trump then emerges as I'm going to make America great again. I'm going to be the guy. It's easier for him to get votes in a climate like that.
9: Do you believe that Chris Christie hurts Donald Trump in the primary?
2: Only if he intercepts the pizza being delivered to ma (laughs) Alago. Christie has no chance. I can't even figure out what he's doing. See, I know why Tim Scott is running. He doesn't have a chance, but he's running for vice president. He wants to get well-known. He wants to pick up some votes and and convince whoever is a Republican uh, nominee that wins, either DeSantis or Trump, to put him on the second. Nikki Haley, pretty much the same thing, although she has no tr- no chance with Trump. But DeSantis might take a look at her. So we understand that, right? Pence doesn't have any chance at all, and he's probably going to run. I don't understand why. But Christie will get no votes. No one will vote. Zero. For right. Right. So um, why – is it the lecture fees? It might be the lecture <laughs> fees. Yeah. Because once you become involved in a presidential race – and you give speeches, your speech fee goes up because you're more famous, and people might want to hear you. And maybe he doesn't have anything to do. I, I mean, if I were him, I'd just get down of the show, the judges' show, <laughs> <laughs> a little taffy or whatever yeah. you guys are doing down there in Spring Lake. And uh, but no, he's he's running. Now I know I just denigrated him a little bit, but let me say that everybody in the arena has a certain has an absolute right to be there. And maybe Chris Christie will come in with all of this new stuff that we haven't heard before, and say, "I'm going to solve this problem by doing this." And that's perhaps, but the odds are ten million to one that he would win a primary.
9: Well, Scaramucci is putting his money in. That's one thing. But according to Scaramucci, the owner of the New York Mets, Steve Cohen, is putting all his money behind Chris Christie. What is he going to be the
2: designated hitter? (laughs) I don't know. I don't know. I I mean I know Scaramucci, I, I won't let him on my property, but I know him. He <laughs> lives in my town. Um but I I mean I'm just I'm a little flabbergasted I by know. that remark. I know. Because he did, you know Cohen is Cohen, he, he's a guy in the arena. He has a right to give anybody money that he wants to, but it Chris Cassie has no chance.
9: Well you did hear the judge speak earlier. And he talked about the uh, the community, case, you know, the girl that spoke and that horrible, horrible hate speech at the commencement. And he yeah. said, and I quote, that she's got the right to do that. Free speech is protected. Now, a friend of mine who's an attorney said, not necessarily. And he said, "No, it is." And he stated some uh, some old case. I don't know. Uh, what are your thoughts on that? And does somebody, the mayor, somebody need to fire somebody to send a message that what happened at CUNY is not okay?
2: Well, first of all, the New York City college system was set up to educate uh, people, um, students whose families had no money. That's the original intent of uh, the cuny system and it was a good intent it it gave thousands and thousands of families hope that their children could have a college degree when that was not a reality uh if you had to pay for college what happened was it's been hijacked like everything else in new york state by progressive loons they run the system So I remember my daughter coming to me, she's at Fordham, and uh, this was early on, and and she said, I want to transfer um, over to NYU. And I go, okay, well, you better take out a big loan, because daddy ain't paying for it. Okay, you're not going there. You're going to stay at Fordham with the Jesuits, as loopy as some of them are, (laughs) okay? You're going to get a much better education, because you're not going to be distracted by people taking methamphetamine <laughs> in the row behind you,
6: okay, yeah. which is
2: on the yeah. curriculum at n y u by the way, <laughs> um, taking amphetamines 101. one <laughs> um, so anyway, look, you have that system, everybody knows the system, and then the uh, the uh, speaker, the student speaker gets up and and launches into this crazy diatribe i to me. It was predictable. I don't think there's any punishment. I think Napolitano was right, and my knees shake when I say that. <laughs> uh, you can say that you can say what you want if they select you. All right now. The college, if it were responsible, would, would sit down with the student, and say, "Okay, what are the thrusts of your remarks? And, you know, how are you going to present yourself? Here's the time limit on it. What kind of points you're going to make?" and have a discussion about it. Right? That would be the responsible adult thing to do.
9: Well, supposedly they did that, and she still did what she wanted to do okay, without that's not that.
2: their fault. Then it's her. And but wait, you know, wait, 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 wait,
9: the, wait! They're standing up and applauding. It is no, their no, fault. No, no, that's
2: right. Just going to say that. But you have to go out and you have to say we were misled by this woman, she's obviously misguided, we don't believe this, and the people who are applauding are idiots. You have to win in the court of public opinion, rather. Than, there's no other way to do it. But what it says is that the CUNY system is essentially out of control in New York, and I don't think that surprises many people.
9: It doesn't. So you wouldn't have the, uh, you wouldn't fire, for example. The lady that applauded the most is the dean of the law school, this lady Seti, Suda Seti, you wouldn't fire her.
2: I would. No, I would transfer her to Potsdam up there, the <laughs> State University. Nice climate up there. Okay. <laughs> yeah. That's where I would do for you.
9: All right, what about this uh, Christopher Ray contempt thing? Where do you think this thing goes?
2: Uh it goes nowhere because uh you know, I got a letter today uh and there's so much propaganda about this. Ray understands that Merrick Garland, the attorney general, is not going to prosecute him for anything. Okay? Not happening. So Ray can go in and say, hey, I'm not going to give you the document, even if you pass the contempt citation against me, because I know Eric Holder did the same thing, and nothing happened to Eric Holder, nothing's going to happen to me. Let's all go out for a shrimp cocktail. Come on, Ray! <laughs> so he knows, because there's no apparatus other than the Justice Department bringing charges, which they did against Steve Bannon. And that's why our justice system – and if you go to BillOReilly.com and you read the message of the day today on the justice system, it's totally collapsed, and and it has been in civil – if you think you're going to get justice in civil court, say your neighbor comes over with a hammer and breaks five of your toes and you bring them in for civil, (laughs) it'll take you – thousands and thousands of dollars in years and you may get you know a smidgen of what you want the whole system is collapsed Ray knows the system and he knows he can defy it and what I would do is Ray is offered to show uh, Comer and uh, the senator from Iowa to show him what they have on the whistleblower what they have in this memo I would take that offer up, and then I would go over there and dog and pony show, the press would follow me, I'd go into the Ray's office, I'd discuss it with him, he has to show me something, and then I would come out and tell the press what this is what it is. I think that would be the only way now to get any exposition on the charges. But remember, we live in the United States of allegation. All the allegations against Donald Trump and Russian collusion were bogus and false. So people convicting Biden on a whistleblower, that is not fair. However, there is tremendous circumstantial evidence that the Biden family, headed by the enabler, Joe, as vice president, enriched itself by doing corrupt things. There is a lot of circumstantial evidence, and there wasn't in Russian collusion, by the way.
9: There was none, zero. Although, Adam Schiff said he had a bunch of, remember?
2: Yeah, yeah. I know that Adam Schiff, <laughs> man. He, what a genius. I heard he might be the new chancellor of, of uh, CUNY.
9: Hey, buddy, you couldn't do worse. Yeah. You couldn't do worse. My God, what a mess. Well, you were brilliant again. What is uh, what is the latest deal on com Books, what's going on? Yeah, there?
2: we got Father's Day coming up. And, uh, you know, I kind of hold my urchins uh, hostage on Father's Day. Yeah. Um, it's like, okay. You better come across with a good gift, Um, you know, because I'm paying your college tuition. And if you want to live out in a homeless camp, uh, then you forget that day. I want a witty card and a nice gift. BillOReilly.com is the best gifts, all right, for dad, particularly if dad's a reader, okay? So my strategy is with my father, um, I used to give him a lot of books so he wouldn't talk. So he'd be reading. I like that. So yeah. yeah. So if you don't want dad to talk, you <laughs> dad, give him the killing books. Yeah. And we have great deals on them, by the way. Um, and then dad is immersed in reading, so you don't have to. <laughs> I mean, that, isn't that a good strategy? I love it. I dad love it. Dad likes you, but then dad is reading and he doesn't talk. <laughs> it's a win across the board for the whole. Oh, home.
9: that is great.
2: And then we have Team Noble gear. Which flying out of here with hat shirts, you know, be on Team Noble. You love your country. Let's uh, raise the flag. All the loons are raising their rainbow flags oh, and yeah. everything. Can yeah. we get a Team Normal thing going on? I mean, please. You're right. Yeah, all of that's on BillOReilly.com.
9: You are the absolute best. I love you. Another great appearance. Thank you, thank you, thank you. We've been listening at 9 o'clock tonight. Thank you, Bill.
2: Okay, so, see you soon.
9: You're the man, the great Bill O'Reilly. That wraps up our number three. Still a lot more to do. One more hour to go. Bo Deedle live in studio as he is every Thursday. And Joseph Abu. Keep it right here.
0: Is Sid and Friends in the Morning? No,
1: I get by with a little help from my friends. Let's kick off even by lighting up, boy, from our friends. The star of the show, boy,
0: boy.
7: I spoke to a radio broadcaster famous here in New York, WABC, Sid Rosenberg.
0: This is Sid and Friends in the Morning. No, I get by with a little help from my friends. 77, WABC. Right.
9: Fourth and final hour. Today's sitting friends in the morning. You know, he calls in every Tuesday at seven forty, he's great. Then he comes in every Thursday at nine oh five and he's great again in studio. Great cop, great actor, and the best friend any man can have. And I mean that. I mean that. The most <clears throat> loyal if I call Bo tonight. And said, I don't know, jack down the street is giving me a hard time. I swear to you, in five minutes, Bo would be there, break every bone in this guy's face, and call me up and go, meet me at Royals for dinner. That's Bo Diedel. It is Thursday, by the way. It is Rayo's, right?
16: <laughs> yeah, it is. It is. It is. Hey, good morning, Sid. I'm, I hope your good voice morning. feels good. Thank leave, you. Leave my girl Nimone, Naomi <laughs> alone. I love your mother. How can you do that to your mother? If you can't
9: do it to your mother, you oh, can't do it to anybody. Nah, I right? Love, I love her. Yeah, you know she's what a good lady.
16: She's precious, and I thank God every day when I hear her. All right. Let's, she loves you, too, by the way. Well, love let, you. Let's go you go were so the...
9: cute at my son's bar mitzvah. <laughs> you and my mother were so cute, so thank you. Yeah.
16: Let's 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 go to the really things. I know you don't like my friend DeSantis. I, know, I like him, but listen, he's to my Uncle second Bo. choice. Listen to Uncle Bo, All right, all right. And I'm going to give it to you.
9: All right.
16: Trump had the best policies. Trump was the best with all the policies, but he can't be elected. So what listen to Uncle Bob? Why please. can't he be elected? Because. He, he has a 35% base. Then all of a sudden he comes out. He keeps attacking DeSantis. And DeSantis went back at him yesterday with a nice shot. He says, oh, Trump knocks me like that. But you want to know something? He took my state was worse than New York State. He's saying Cuomo Como did a better job of COVID. He goes, well, what is the reason, uh Mr. Trump? Why did you move to Florida? Why did all your family move to Florida? He did say that. Did my state, said my yeah. state sucks. Yeah. Donald. Enough already, please. You know what you should do? Like in Japan... When you know you can't take, or make America great, if you want to make America great, you should take together with DeSantis and make a pact together. And let's get someone that could be elected. And I like Scott as a vice president. I like that other guy, Shawami, as a vice president. Back, yes. But I want somebody that could be elected. And I know you don't want to follow polls. But here's another perfect example. That lovely lady, Kaylee, what was her name? Kaylee McEnany. Yeah, yeah. He talked, her.
9: Every... No, 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 no. Kellyanne Conway. She attacked Excuse Kellyanne me. Conway. No, no,
16: no, no, no. Kelly McInerney gave the wrong, the wrong poll information. Oh, okay. She said it was, he was leading by 25 when it was 34. Oh. And he called her up. What the, the name he called her? Milk Toast. Shut aye, the hell aye. up. Donald. All right. Be a man. and Stop the crap. All right. You're a man. You're a grandfather. Act like one. You call names. You call my friend Senator McCain a loser. A loser. He fought for this country to be to be The freedoms we got. Stop your bullcrap. All I asked you to do was apologize to the McCain family. He was dead. You didn't have the balls to do that. And I'm mad. I'm mad for every veteran out there because the veterans I respect, and no one talks against veterans when you're around Bo Diddley, And that's that. And this punk Trump don't have the ball bag to come and say, you know what? McCain family... I'm sorry. I said, why don't you give them the medal of, of, of uh, of the country's medal of freedom, honor? Freedom,
9: right.
15: The yeah,
16: medal yeah. of freedom yeah. to the McCain family. How great would it be? But he's a narcissist. <laughs> and he's a, he goes after Kelly because This Kelly McGurney calls him Milk Toast. Everyone's outraged. He has no loyalty. And i tell you, Sid, he'd turn on you like a squirm oh, in, in
9: a, in a, in a All right. No now, doubt.
16: <laughs> let's, let that's my feelings on that. All right. Now all of a sudden, we have, we had 50, 60, 1,000 homeless in New York uh, City for years. This has been going on for years. We've got to find a place for them to stay. <laughs> now all of a sudden we're finding all these places. How about taking care of our own homeless who are American citizens? Some of them are veterans. Now we care about these kookarachas coming over and giving them beds all over the place. i got a real problem with that. i got a real problem. While I'm on it, everyone, listen to my One Tough podcast. no. My true crime story. Right,
9: you changed it, yeah.
16: Bo Dietl's true crime story. I take apart the whole Durham report. When you see what this is all about, this was all about the Hillary Clinton Foundation, how they were doing pay-for-play. They had three independent investigations on that money. She destroyed those 30,000 emails. They, sh- they subwayed them all. Did you know that FBI Director Comey... Did you know that the CIA, that punked Brennan, Brennan, I could punch his lights out, Mr. CIA, I'll show you what your CIA, and Obama, and Vice President, what's his name, this fool? Joe Biden. That fool, yeah. <laughs> yeah. They met in the White House, and they talked about this whole thing of against Trump, this whole conspiracy thing. All those issues were dropped. Then the Durham report comes out, and guess what? The Statue of Limitations was over for hillary clinton right it was just funny it comes out statute of limitations over please listen to my true crime podcast and you get all these things then people ended up dead it's up to 70 people with the clintons dead this poor guy that was one of their their, uh, voting guys gets shot six times in the back they said it was a robbery attempt only problem is still has wallet cell phone I'm not making a conspiracy theory here, but when it smells like a goose and craps like a goose, it's a
9: goose. (laughs) The point I'm bringing out is... I think it's over 100, by the way, not 70, over 100.
16: I'm, I'm bringing out serious stuff here. When you look at what I say about the Durham report here, and if you read it, it was complete cover-up for investigation yes. on the Clintons. Yes. And who was, who? did you know that Comey and Brennan and Obama yeah. and Vice President Idiot yeah. at the time that was all President Idiot, they were all in there, they all knew about this whole thing, this fake Russian narrative. I mean, this is America. Yeah. We can't get justice. Justice is what we have to do. You know, the only one that's getting any justice lately is uh, my friend Al Pacino. I can't believe it. 83 years old. He had a baby. Yeah, but this is the same. she's a very hot chick. Oh, yes. I'm yes. going to tell you something. The, the only problem is she has gone out with, uh, uh, what's his name, Clint Eastwood, 93 years old. She went out with uh, Mick Jagger. She went out with all these old dudes. Michael Chow, 84 years old. She's a hot looking chick. I would definitely, hey Al, get the DNA on this one. Uh, who knows what's lurking. Pretty lady. She, but she likes the old ones. Maybe she'll like, uh, Bo Dietl. Who the hell knows? I'm old. I'm an old broken down valise. No, you're not broken down. But, but I, I'd be very honest with you. As far as what's going on in New York City and then that man in Queens. You know, we talked about it earlier. Two o'clock in the morning, he wanted to go home. Sixty-three year old man. Guy comes up to him with a sharp instrument. He saw something sharp in his hand. Give me your money. All right. The guy maybe had an illegal gun. He shot him. You know what? You know we should have waited. What he should have waited. waited for that sixty-three year old man? He should have waited to get stabbed <laughs> or shot by this punk, the punk that was locked up fifteen times. Maybe that would have been better if that man, because that would even have made the news. It would have been a sixty-three year old who was stabbed to death during a robbery. Where the hell are we going? Set him free there. That's Curtis's ex-wife. Hey, find your ball bag over <laughs> in Queens and set that man free. There's a thing called self-defense. And that should come into play right now. Now, the other creepitation, this Ray, this FBI, Trump oh, Trump did a couple of things real wrong. Your boy Trump, you Trump sucker. Listen, <laughs> yeah. Ray should have never, he should have been fired. That other guy, Fauci. That was giving oral sex to the school teachers union. What was that name? Randy Weingart. Mrs. Ugly! <laughs> and all of a sudden now, they closed my schools bad enough my kids can't learn. Shut the schools down! And you want to know something? That should be investigated by this Congress. One thing we gotta realize, right now, we don't know if we're gonna lose Congress again. Everybody's high fiving.
9: Yeah, yeah. The
16: next round. We might lose to your House of Representatives. Oh, uh, it's close. Every one it's of close. these investigations that my friend is starting up might go into the toilet bowl. Don't you understand? We're on the eve of destruction. Remember the song? Yes. Remember the song, Eve yeah, of look, Destruction? Who loves that song? Right now, yeah. if we lose Congress again, because we're not caking. But we can win. Yes, we can. Tell tell me, tell me a couple votes behind. Tell me, Sid. We can do it. I'm seventy two years old. (laughs) I smell this. I smell the deterioration. I smell the deterioration in New York City, in America. If we don't take it back. And then nobody cares. Again. 21,000 Americans, 90% of them young blacks across our country are being killed. Yeah. Nobody cares. Nope. Nobody cares about Chicago. Remember Chicago? Every year, 700 people are getting gunned. Where is skinny Sharpton? Where are all my leaders? No one cares. It doesn't fit the scenario. I'm just, I'm sorry for being so angry. Keep going, yeah, keep going, no, baby. No, 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 keep no. going. Uh, something, something good happened here. Oh, okay. Uh, uh, yeah. uh, Neely King, this is his uncle here. He got locked up again <laughs> for, for grand varsity. He gets locked up again. I guess the chromosomes were in him. of them. <laughs> yeah. The, the psycho chromosomes. And this poor Marine is still sitting by wondering what's going to happen. And then all of a sudden you've got... This, this guy who heads up the jail to Cucaracha Miranda. Louis or, Molino. Yeah, Louis Molino. Yeah. yeah, Louis. Nice try, Louis. Cover up a little bit. That's why we have a monitor in there. You can't cover these things up. These are facts, and we want to know what the hell's going on in our Well, jail. that's
9: why you and I both put Norm Seabrook on. He yeah, did a oh, very good job. How good very is good Norm job. Seabrook? Great, and I'm great, some. great.
16: Now, the newest one, the newest one is, hold on, this is a very important thing. oh I'm sorry. Uh-oh. This is Uh-oh. so Uh-oh. important. This now is something that they want to do now. Second, hold on, second chances. This fool governor and that little punk, little uh, a little midget there, head of the New York Carl Assembly. Heenstein. Yeah, and yes. that woman with the scarf lady. Andrea
9: Stewart Cousins. Now they
16: want to do <laughs> second chances. Listen to this one. They want to release people after three years for misdemeanors and felonies. And now they're talking about if you murder somebody, you could be your record could be wiped out. Are oh, we going completely berserk now? They want to wipe second chances. All of a sudden, these two scumbags, ha! Assembly and state senate, and they're ready to pass it, and then snaggle, to huckle. It's going to sign that bill. So that means if you kill somebody in seven years, it'll you know, they off your record. You want to become what? A, you want to become a cop? What do you mean? No, off you, your know, record. you become become an FBI agent. <laughs> what the hell is the difference? It's so corrupt over there, Sid. It's really, really serious what they're talking about. It's bad. And you it's know what? Bad. And they said we're going to get it done. The audacity. We're going to get it done this session. That's how bad it is, it. Now, if you want to talk about something, talk about
9: something. I was at uh, Gracie Mansion last night.
16: Oh, who gives a crap?
9: I what do you mean? You almost Stop live there. Up. You almost live there. Stop sucking
16: up. Here, 20 mile an hour, they're going to put the speed down to 20 mile an hour. <laughs> yeah. What do we want? And the bikes go going 60 <laughs> miles an hour. I was going to kill coming over here. And yeah, bring the, bring the speed limit down to 20 miles an hour. Except for illegal bikes with no license plates on them. Running people over. It's just craziness. Well, I was going to do that. That was de Blasio. No. You know, this 20-mile-an-hour yep. proposal is before these morons in the city council. <laughs> yeah. The Star Wars scene. Remember the bar scene at Star yes, Wars? Yes. That's what the city council of New York City looked like. They're a bunch of idiots. <laughs> and all they're doing is deteriorating this city. When does it end, Sid? I don't know. When we go looking, to Florida? I'm looking <laughs> for property now. Sarasota going Oh, baby. I'm going to buy a friggin' house I'm going to buy an apartment. I'm getting the hell out of here. You know why? We're on the eve of destruction. We are. And you know what? You can say what you want to say. I don't see a glimmer of hope. Really? Not a glimmer of hope. You know, Eric Adams said last night at the event I was at. Hold on, hold on. The city is not coming back. Wipe the white stuff off
9: your mouth, all right? He said the city is already back. You disagree. Yeah, 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 okay.
16: (laughs) Yeah, 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 tell Uh, Tell it to the next six victims that are going to be robbed, and the next six victims that will probably be killed. All I know is that I am glad that we're able to uh, thrust ourselves, but it's bad out there, Sid. It's really bad. And you know what? Anybody tells you different, including Eric Adams, they're in the fog. Why didn't we take care of these 50,000, 60,000 American homeless veterans and all? I agree. We couldn't find a place for them, but we find places for these Cucaracha illegals that we don't even know who are there. And then on top of it, On top of it, we know one thing, over in New Jersey and all that, these people are embedded there, and so many of them are terrorists, and we don't even know who's in our country. the systematic of this country is being deteriorated, and these terrorists now are embedding themselves. My friend went for a haircut. I was talking last night. And these Arab guys are there and they're all talking about the war. 9 11 was all phony and the Jews should die. And these are people wow. in America talking about it now. There's an interwave going on. When is the next attack going to happen <laughs> with the terrorists? And everybody's going to go, oh, we didn't know it was coming. Yeah, we didn't know because the CIA directed that moron, yeah, Brennan, and the FBI. Man, they don't coincide the information that they're I'm sitting here just contemplating. I
1: can't twist the truth. It knows no regulation. Handful of senators don't pass legislation. And marches alone can't bring integration. When human respect is disintegrating, this whole crazy world is just too frustrating.
0: Radio 77 WABC. This is Sid and Friends in the Morning. 77 WABC.
9: No, I love this. Yeah, Alec. Do your thing. We got tickets
3: to give away, Sydney. 77 WABC Radio listeners, you got to get ready for a -a once-in-a-lifetime opportunity that will leave you speechless. We're giving you the chance to win a pair of tickets to witness the magic of globally renowned Italian... You know, I had
9: to uh, postpone my uh, FAN appearance today, so... Uh Because my voice isn't good, so... I'm going to do it on Wednesday instead, I told Craig Carton, so... Not today. Wednesday.
3: Bocelli making you feel any better? What is that now? Is Bocelli making you feel any better? Yes, 100%. Yes, yes. Well... You can have the chance to see Andre Bocelli live at Madison Square Goddard on December 13th and 14th as he graces us with his enchanting holiday tour 2023. Here's how you can Here's how you can win. Be the seventh caller right now 1-800-848-9222 and a pair of tickets will be yours. Remember this is a limited time opportunity, so you don't want to wait. Grab your phone, dial 1-800-848-9222 and the seventh caller will be heading to Every
9: phone line is lit by now, everyone. Oh, how about that? Yeah.
3: So I can just end this now and, and take a winner? Well, say something else. I don't know. <laughs> say something else. Just well, say something. If I'm you want to witness the holiday magic unfold, the tickets are available for purchase at Ticketmaster or visit MSG.com to learn more. Good luck. All right. Yeah, good
9: luck. Is Abudia yet? Yeah, he is. All right. What times he coming in?
3: Uh, he's coming in in about 13 minutes. Oh, he is? Yeah.
9: All right. He's going to talk about, I think. um,
3: That'll be fine. I got to go now. What to wear during the summer. Okay, tell me about that. Where are you going now? I got to get a winner. (laughs) I got to find somebody to uh, give uh, the Bocelli tickets
9: to. All right. I'm going to that too, just so you know. Okay. Me, Jimmy Orsini, and uh, Stephen Van Zandt. So play some more Bocelli, and then go to Joe Nolan, and then we'll come back. All right? Thank you.
0: BC This is Sid and friends in the morning No, I get by with a little help from my friends
9: do it so as of right now the odds of me working tomorrow are slim i want to finish today's show and go to the gym which is making lou very upset why why does that bother you i'm
10: not making me upset
9: it's it good, is it's a good, it's a good plan <laughs> why it's is a it a bad plan. plan tell me tell me I
10: mean, oh, all right all right Let's it step, step by step. All right.
9: You leave work.
10: Right. You're going to you're gonna go to the gym. Right. Okay. You're yeah. going to start talking to people you know at the gym. Hey, 100 oh, yeah. What a great show you had today, Sid. <laughs> Sid, hi. Can, can I talk to you about your mom? Your mom is just <laughs> first of all you like, Oh yeah, you know my mom. Yeah. She, I, I know my mom is, her, it was great. Did you hear this thing we did also? <laughs> and I'm gonna And then the, the second hour was this. And then we did. Uh, let, <laughs> let me t- uh, Let me show you this couple of texts I got. There's Now you're in a half hour conversation <laughs> with right. the person at the gym. Right? right? Yeah. Is that kind of that's pretty accurate. Okay. Right. Then you get on the phone. when You're leaving the now you're leaving the gym. <laughs> you have a conversation with another person <laughs> leaving. Uh, like Sid, I heard the show today. This
1: <laughs> was really good. Like, oh, yeah.
10: okay. You know my voice is not feeling that great,
12: but, uh, but uh, you
10: know. Thanks again. What do you need? I'm gonna talk. I'll talk to you for about ten minutes. Uh, yeah, okay. Yeah. Right. Then you leave the gym. Now yeah. you pick up your phone before you get on the train. Well, Danielle's got to Danielle call. Me. is gonna sure. call you. Now right. gonna talk oh to Danielle God. for about five. Five minutes. minutes yeah. Right. Yeah. right. Yeah. Then Ava will need you for some, of course. <laughs> yeah. You're gonna talk to both. Okay. I'll call her. I'll deal. I'll call her. You get home. Now you're talking more. This is all before I advised you go home. And get rest and go to sleep. That's it. And your voice, in a few hours, you'll start to feel a little bit better, but you're, you can't be talking.
9: I can't talk. No, right. no, no, no. You no, just no, talked no. for
10: four or five hours. Right! Today.
9: I know! Okay. Now, so that's it, that's and you it. need a break. Yeah. I'm going to follow. I'm going to follow your rules. No, no Joe yeah. will tell you something a similar, boot. and, you'll, yeah. and, you'll, and yeah. you'll you and listen. Look know. how nice the boot looks today, by the he way. He looks unbelievable. I wore his jacket last night to Grace. Mansion. You look great. You look yeah, great in that good. jacket. Thank you. you know? Thank you. But, but I like the white jacket. I don't yeah. have a white jacket. Yeah. White T-shirt, white jacket, nice tan. You look great. Well, I don't Clothes have. Look great. I don't
15: have a tan like You're you. You're close. You're close. Well, I think I I don't know, but you. How come I don't have that jacket? I always wanted a white oldie. jacket. This is an old... An How old is that? Four or five years old. Four or five years Yeah, Yeah. Yeah. So, you know, I have all my old clothes. I love them. I pull them out like you do. Yeah. You have your favorite pieces. You put them on. And... um Lou, does he sound like Rod Stewart today? He that's is. why he played Rod Stewart. I love yeah. it. I yeah. think, you know, all sexy. the women out there are going to say, sexy. oh, he's it's, it's oh, very yeah.
0: sexy. And sexy. It is. Yeah.
9: You can
10: talk another show like that. That's, but you'll, that's right. But you'll get your voice back a little bit more. But, oh, no, you're going to speak at this. Oh, then, you
9: know. I have uh, a lot to do. Jesse I canceled the Jesse, Jesse Waters called me. Tomorrow night, yes, Jesse Waters. Yeah, yeah. yeah, I know. I mean, yeah, that's well, pretty uh, amazing. That's pretty amazing. Well,
15: I need a new jacket for Jesse Waters. Well, what you need to do is apologize to your mother. Why? Because she is such a great sport. I know. And I knew... Wasn't it, that a great radio, though? Well, great radio. it was fabulous, but I I said, you're going to hell. <laughs> I, I, to, to do that to Naomi, and and oh, she yeah. is such a sweet woman. Yeah. You're very blessed to yeah. have her Thank with you. you. Thank She's you. an amazing woman. Yeah. And you know what? She she knows where she stands. Her politics are right out in front, and we have to love her for it. She her. loves you. She yeah. does love you. <laughs> yeah, she does no. love
9: you. She always goes... You look so handsome today. Who's is that? <laughs> I'm like that's Joseph's mom. Uh well, so this yes, out but today you're wearing a white shirt. Yeah. Oh, what color pants are you set up a second. I just I
15: have these these khaki Let me cargo oh, pants. Oh,
9: very very nice. Yeah. Khaki cargo pants.
15: And then I have these great old I
9: love those moccasins. Yeah. Love have, them. You know what they're made This is really
15: great about recycling. These are from old distressed worn out rugs and they end up in Turkey what they do is they take the not the beautiful new rugs, but right. they take the old rugs that are tattered, and they make them into these great one-of-a-kind
9: pair of shoes. So those are Turkish shoes.
15: Yeah. Well, they, they they were made in Turkey, and we had them at our store. You probably never saw them, but we no. had them at the store. Yeah. And, they you know, you wear them like a pair of moccasins, which is really, It looks great really, really with good. that outfit. And the way – listen, the way men dress today, I, I was walking. I had a, maybe 15 minutes, and I just like to walk the streets and see, hey, what are people wearing? I literally saw – one man with a tie. The second tie I saw today was on Bo Deedle, who, by the way, is on my best dresser. Very good dresser. Yeah. Yes. Very well, good. Bo yeah. is definitely, you know, he really dresses professionally. But if you look at the streets and see the way people dress, horrible. it's really horrible. a step down. Yeah. And ever since uh, the pandemic, it's really a long road back. It hasn't come back. All of the offices that are empty means there are no men with suits in them. None. And it's really sad. But even the to see guys
9: it. on TV, their jackets never fit. They never they
15: do. They never fit. They never fit. A lot of them don't know how to dress. They don't know whether to wear a tie, whether to wear a knit shirt. It's chaos. I mean, it's fashion chaos. And I really think that men have to start getting dressed again.
9: They're not working. Get well, dressed for what? I to do understand. what? I understand. I understand. <laughs> yeah, yeah.
15: But you were in London how long ago? Uh, a month and a half ago. Right? And I think you said on the air, you walked down the streets in London and there's a certain style. Yes. And people are They're dressed.
9: Dressed lovely.
15: Lovely. Yes. Men are dressed like men, women yes. are dressed like women. Yes. And you're not I'm, gonna
9: see sweatpants and a sweatshirt.
15: You you aren't. You right. really see people dressing appropriately for being out in the public. And we've we've lost that in New York. New York has somehow lost that elegance, which makes me heartsick that we've lost that elegance. How do we get it back? I don't know. I know that there are still a lot of closed and empty stores. People are concerned, including was, yours. Yeah, well, yours so is said, still empty. And, and it's still empty, and yeah, that think yeah. about the location, forty ninth and Madison. Yeah, that space being empty for almost four years. Is it four years? Three and a half. Oh years, my God, that's an amazing space, and it's a gorgeous building. Right. Now, and Corey serious, is there. The great Corey. No, Corey and listen, Corey does a great job. Great but, job. But I can't believe that this city has recovered. From a retail point of view, it has not not as much as we say it's the greatest city in the world. And yes, there's so many great. Well, you don't think here.
0: that's the case.
15: You
9: no. love Paris.
15: Well, well, Paris I, well. let me just city. say, if you go to London, you go to Paris. Yeah, there's a certain the city. Them, the cities themselves are beautiful, beautiful. New Clean. York is never New York has never been beautiful, but it's always been energized an incredible energy. And that's why people were attracted to New York, because retail was great. It was theater. There was a lot to do in New York. We haven't recovered from that. And it's really unfortunate. As much as people will say, yeah, we're on the ro- road to recovery. Retail is great. Well, that's not the case. It's true. And, and it's yep. unfortunate
9: because it should be one of the greatest cities in the world. My friend uh, John Tobacco weighs in. He goes, Wall Street started collapsing when they went to khakis and golf shirts. Real men wear suits and ties. In fact... I'm wearing a boot shirt right now. Well, tell him I said thank you
15: because yeah. that's, but it is true that there's a certain sense of decorum. If you're in business and you're interfacing with customers, you have to dress professionally. And even as we get into the warm weather months, into the summer, and I think people will dress more casually in the summer than they do during the fall. What, uh,
9: what casually mean? T-shirts well, uh,
1: no, under, under you your
15: know,
9: jacket I, I instead it, of a well, button down.
15: What, what casual means to me is not a sweatshirt and sweatpants.
9: Right. Well, and that's off the table. Right. That's off the no, table. No, I,
15: I, but I think in turn, yeah, you want to go to the gym? Like, absolutely. Right. But a soft jacket, a jacket like this, just dress up a little bit. You don't need to put on a three piece suit. Get a great white, you're tan. Right. Anybody who's got some color for the summer, for guys, get a white linen shirt. Oh, that's so nice. It's I have just, one of yours. Yeah, wh- right. I love it. It is the fr- you want to wear it and with. And it breathes. A, it, it breathes, but yep. also wear it with jeans. If you want to wear it with jeans, but wear it with a, a navy blazer. Oh. so get dressed a little bit. Maybe throw on, you know, a, some some bracelets or a jewelry. you right. Yeah. Or a I got seven square. of them.
9: Yeah, yeah. So, what do you put, think about uh, pastel colors, though? Yellows, you know, oranges, I, and, limes, w-
15: pinks. Here's the thing, and and it might be controversial, but one of the chapters in my book's thread was the hero never wears pink. Really? Yeah, I wear pink all the time. Well, and I'm a hero. Well, you're pink a hero, but stupid, of I always felt. <laughs> that sometimes pastel colors make men look like boys really i i don't i think they're not powerful i don't think they make a statement i think they tend to be a little feminine on guys really? yeah i do personally you, I wait do. a
9: second a fashion designer mm-hmm. is saying men look kind of gay in pink
15: well i didn't say gay <laughs> i just think they tend to be more you feminine you can't say that no they tend to be more feminine colors yeah and I, I like men in strong colors. I like, no, like men. White, black, what right. else? Uh, navies and grays, beautiful burgundies. Yeah. Um, strong, rich colors for guys. I think, you know, we were talking on, uh when we were texting about, I design clothes to make men more handsome, and I've designed women's clothes to honor the form, the feminine form, a beautiful woman's shape and form. I really believe in designing... For God's work. He made men. He made women. I designed my clothes for men to look like men, and I made my clothes for women to fit the form of their body, the gracefulness of the way they move. So I really believe that it's, it's my obligation to make men look more handsome, more beautiful. That's your and job. That's my job. Yeah. My job is not to get press my job is not to get headlines or right. the cover of Woodwinds or Daily. Yeah. I've made my career on honoring the consumer. But if the man
9: is not handsome or in good shape or tan, how good can the clothes make him look? They, they, how well, good?
15: I, I, handsome is a state of mind in a lot of ways. Right. The guys have to learn to dress for their body shapes, as women do. Women are very smart about dressing for their body shape. If a skinny suit is a hot item and a guy is a forty six long he just can't wear that. We really have to dress for our body types. And one of my successes over the years was understanding American men are bigger, they're broader. So I was able to create clothes that made them feel good about themselves. And I always said if every time a guy put on a tuxedo, it didn't matter whether he was a plumber or, 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 or a gardener. Yeah. He felt like James Bond. True. And so dressing kind of elevates your spirit. What colors do you recommend sport jackets this time of year? Right. Well, nav- white for sure. Yeah. Navy is the perennial. It's a beautiful spring summer color because you can wear light trousers, light shirts with it. Anything in the khakis and the naturals. You like that? I love that. Yeah. Um. The the new blues, the lighter blues, the indigo blues yes. are beautiful. They're look, very- look at Matt Meany. Look what he's wearing right now. Does that work? Matt's a handsome yeah, guy. He is he's a handsome a, guy. Matt, listen, we could. Uh, we could learn a lot from Matt. He really does. He's got style. And and that younger guy, yeah, like Matt. Yeah. And they, he's wearing an indigo blue. I so you it. Know. Well, indigo yeah. is a great color. For yep. you, with your tan, an indigo shirt or an indigo blazer, it just brings the color out. Right. It really right. is. It's great. But I, I, I also am very upset with the Target situation. You Unless, mean the gay stuff? Well, I just don't believe in designing clothes where you're dealing with... Someone who makes a statement that Satan respects pronouns. Yeah,
9: I know. It terrible. It's inappropriate. Terrible, you know, right. It's
15: not illegal. Hold oh,
9: no. on, take a look at Kevin Josh. What do you think? He's wearing uh, indigo with a uh, jacket. <laughs> there yeah. yeah, there's
15: <laughs> <just go>. there's <laughs> indigo. There's stole. indigo. Yeah. There's he stole indigo. Somebody's jacket. <laughs> Oh, but on a serious God. note, I think it's inappropriate <laughs> uh, to, you know, and Satan is a euphemism for evil. W- right, why are we right. trying to teach that to our kids? I don't know. It really Terrible. is inappropriate. And yeah. again, not illegal. It just isn't in good taste or it doesn't really support American values. I totally agree. You know? So when
9: are you getting back in the business? For
15: real. I mean, for okay, real.
9: So stop going to the Berkshires and Boston and Paris and go back to work. <laughs> okay. So here's
15: the deal. <laughs> yeah. I can't show you today what I have outside. What do you mean? I can't show it to so you. Something exciting. I can't show it to you. You can't show it. I cannot you show it. You can't even tell me about it. I can't even tell you that there's a black portfolio outside with images of a new brand. I can't talk about it now, but a new brand, a new label that I'm really excited about. And it's yours. Oh, yes, mine. But you can't use your name anymore. I. We sold your name. No, no. let's no. just be clear. I okay. sold the trademarks. I own my name. You own your name. Yeah, the trademarks. But here's the thing. It's easier for me to build a new house Than to reconstruct an old house. Right, 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 right. right, It's much easier. There's no baggage. There's no history. And this new concept is a very spiritual concept. Wow. Yeah. So, when
9: when you mean like the um the show I went to see down at the piers. Yeah, remember that. Remember that that type of clothing. Well, that was so innovative. I love it. Yes,
15: in many ways, yes. But it's really dealing with the natural world around us, which I think is really. Very special. And That's I'm exciting. so excited about it. And I don't, you know, I really believe that small is the new big. I don't want to be in big Did department stores the, stores the same way. <laughs> well, she's a woman of good taste. What can we say? And you're, Despite yeah. your shortcomings, right?
11: Right.
15: right. She's a yeah, woman of good taste. She is. But I really, I think it's, impo- you know, for me, when people say, um, are you retiring? And I always say, you don't retire from who you are. You retire from what you do, but you don't retire from who you are. Yeah. And so as long as I'm walking and breathing and feel the energy and the passion, I'll always create something. It's what I love doing. Right. It's right. what I love. It's who I am. And you're great at it. And, and, and it's, you're
9: gorgeous. And God, I love you. Oh, well, <laughs> you are. You're, you're gorgeous. Well, I know we'll be dating soon. You're so soon. talented. Yeah.
15: So, so, no, you really are. You're so talented. But you want to so know talented. something? The most important thing for me is to feel enriched and fulfilled. For me, what's the next mountaintop? That's what you're doing. Yeah. And I, and I know Lou will go crazy because I always blow smoke. But when I think about where you were and the mountaintops that you've climbed. Oh, my God. Right. And, and you know, I know of what I speak. Yes. This is not like some guy that, oh, heard about Sid. He kind of made his way through it. I was there. Yeah. I was there. You saw it. From the beginning. A lot of ugly stuff. And, but, what, remember what I told you? And this is my greatest asset. It's I saw talent immediately, and I knew it. And that's been my, I guess, one of my greatest um, assets is that I see that talent. Even when I've hired young designers, I've seen the talent. I know, and you have it. And that's, you know, why we've been such great friends because – I've been the cheerleader. I've been a mentor. I've been so many things Yes. in believing in things. what you're able to do. And yeah. now you're talking to presidents. You don't even need time for me. <laughs> you're talking to presidents. You're on yeah. Fox every week. Oh, Yo, you're down on the list. You're way down.
10: Uh, you know, I,
3: I'm <laughs> lucky that I, I
15: can even down. come in now yeah. unless I bring no, a president. No, stop, no, stop. no, but it's amazing. And that is sort of a career path that most people would love to have. Remember I told you about the race in the movie Chariots of Fire? Yep. There's a race in the beginning, and the lead actor falls down in the beginning of the race. He falls down. And so he's far back behind the pack. And he gets up, and he nearly bursts his heart, and he wins the race. Yeah. You're the guy that fell down at yeah. the beginning of the race. Yeah. And you won the race.
9: I love you. Play the uh, song, Lewis. Jarrett's of fire. You've got to play that. <laughs>
15: you have to play that. Oh, by you. the way, great film with great clothes. If you ever great watch Great clothes. Great. Yeah. The best one of the best films for men's clothes ever.
9: Well, you look great today. Thanks, man. And I'm I'm excited for you, I really am. Thank
15: and you. I love you. It's oh, good to see I you. I love you too. And, and We'll do it again very, very yeah, soon. Yeah, and my, my love to
9: Ava and Thank you. hope she's better Thank you. soon. Danielle just said she loves you, by the way. Oh, so I love her. There you too. go. Right. Thank you, Joseph. Love you, buddy. The man, Joseph Abud, baby. Joe Abud. Woo! We'll wrap it up right after this.